one here. Yeah, we're here. Look at this. Oh, by the way, you guys could see me on the on the screen, right? Earlier. Yeah. You guys could see you could, you could see me. Okay, because for some reason I don't know why, but I was having some issues where where uh, nobody could see me, and I had no idea they couldn't see me. And like halfway through the show, they're like, "Johnny, are you ever going to turn your camera on?" And I'm like, "What? Uh. My camera's been on this whole time." Yeah, so it's really weird. Hey everybody, this is Talkin' Kramer on exclusively Van Halen here on Johnny Bean TV. It's November 4th, 2022. It's 8.08 p.m. Eastern Bob time. Uh, let's see, 7.08 Central. There we go, Robbie. 5.08 Pacific. And uh, we're going to talk some Kramer guitars tonight. So join us and make sure you're subscribed to the channel. We're giving away some vinyl. So let's uh, let's do this. Hey! This is Michael Anthony right here, and you are watching exclusively Van Halen on the Johnny Bean TV. Keep it there. Woo! See ya! There we go. What's up? What's up, you guys? Robbie. Robbie. Dude, great to have... Where's the applause? Great to have you back, man. You were here last Friday, and people were like, no way, Johnny. That was the greatest thing ever. We're going to top that tonight because we also have Amanda. Kramer Guitars. This is this is amazing. It's going to be an uh, just amazing show. So you guys, make sure to smash that subscribe button and smash that thumbs up as well. By the way, we're giving away some vinyl tonight. You guys might notice in the chat there's a um, there's a poll. We're giving away either Jump or, uh, what is this, Panama, backed with Hot for Teacher. So you guys can vote in the chat which one you want us to give away. And we'll do that a little later on tonight. But, uh, hey, Welcome. Welcome. Amanda and Robbie, how how are hey, you guys Johnny. doing? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Amanda, how are you? Born ready, good. <laughs> ready to talk about guitars for who knows how long. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Is this the twelve-hour show that we we promised yeah. we would do eventually? Okay, right on. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, hey, welcome, you guys. And as you guys know, here we have a few announcements that we like to get through really quickly. Here on Johnny Bean TV on YouTube, we have channel members. And if I can find the official graphic for that, I will show that. Channel membership is a way you can help support this channel and support the shows on this channel. And the top tier, they get shout outs at the beginning of every show. And they are, they're currently Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, Music Therapy Laz, who is, uh, I believe, I believe he's in L.A. right now. Yeah, somewhere. they were he, me up constantly. 
was like, I Uh-oh. Oh, I'd be careful with those guys. Uh, music Therapy Laz, uh, Majestic PB and J Cat, Thomas Santiago, <laughs> Guitar Man 45, Sherman Callahan, Thomas Santiago again, John Moronic, R Habs, David Allen Wright, and Warlag. Those are the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean TV, here on YouTube. And if you'd like to become a channel member, help support this channel, support these shows. You can do so by smashing that join button right below the 20 thumbs ups. Thank you so much, you guys. Donald, ah, it's Kramer Friday. That's right, man. I see that. We're getting text messages. We get texts. There should be a, yeah, there's a phone number down there on the screen if you'd like to text in. Talk about some Kramer guitars. Uh, Van Halen. Uh, you can send pictures of your cat if you want. Um, we like those as well. And uh, what else do I normally say here? We have channel memberships. Uh, we're live on Facebook, Johnny Bean TV Facebook page also. If I can find that. There we go. Um, well, I guess it's this one here. Johnny Bean TV Facebook page. We have Facebook stars, which is like a, a super chat, but over on the Facebook side, if you'd like to help support the channel. We're live in the exclusively Van Halen group at 62,000 members, EVH Gear Fans Live uh, group, EVH Gear Fans Live page, and the Johnny Bean TV group as well. We are live, so any, any Facebook friends, if you want to say hi, we'll, uh, we'll say hello. Like, hey, like right here, we got somebody from Facebook. Hey, regards from Spain. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Hey, we got Dylan over on, over on Facebook. And let's see, I see another. That's me. I'm on Facebook too, apparently, telling you about the Facebook stars. So uh, there we go. Dudes, man, this, this is, um, I don't know. Robbie, let's, 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 uh, let's reintroduce you. You were here last Friday. I think, right? Uh, yeah, I seem to remember some sort of blurry visions of something happening. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and and we were talking Kramer guitars. Explain to everybody your your um, uh, relationship with Kramer. Oh, I worked there from a couple of months into '84 till about halfway through '86. Right on, right on, and uh, that's that's awesome, man. As as you guys can see, I've got a couple of my my Kramer guitars on display here, on the on the on the couch over here. I grew I grew up on Kramer. I I love love Kramer. Um, it's just uh, my first real guitar was a, a Kramer guitar, so it always be it always just a, be a special special thing for me. And uh, Amanda, what? How how are you how are you involved with Kramer guitars? Um, I do artwork. Uh, I'm majority of guitar gear pedals is what I started with. Um, doing custom artwork, uh, mm -hmm. but I started painting guitars. I'd say about uh, almost three years ago. Uh, so that's how I kind of got into Kramer is. I mm -hmm. do custom artwork, so I'm working on my own creamer right now. Um, I have to be like careful <laughs> about what I say, but uh, yeah, I'm doing my own strat right now. Um, so potentially more to come. So we'll see. <laughs> awesome. Right on. Laz, Laz is here. Hey, man. 
Laz is in the chat. I was feeling bad for Laz. If you guys watched Laz's show last night, it was like, uh, what time were we on? I, I was on his show, and it was like, uh, I don't know, it was like 8 o'clock or 8.30. And he's like telling everybody, I got to wake up at 3.30 in the morning to drive to L.A. I'm like, dude, you should be in bed by now, man. Nine By 9 o'clock or, or whatever. Um, but hey, I'm, I'm glad you made it down, down to L.A. And uh, look at this, we got a new member. John. John Shackleford, welcome, welcome, new YouTube member here. This is great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, John. Wow, look at this. We got a lot of people here. We got about uh, roughly uh, forty people watching, watching right now. And uh, how many thumbs ups do we got? Twenty-two, twenty-two thumbs up. So smash that thumbs up, you guys. Let's see if we can get at least a thousand. <laughs> In the next five minutes, that'd be great. <laughs> wow, wow. So, I don't know where where do you guys where do you guys want to start talking about about Kramer? Um, I don't know, Robbie. Do you have any any questions you you want for for Amanda or or vice versa or in the chat? Any questions or comments? I mean, Amanda just blows me away. He's so talented. You know, so much stuff. It's absolutely terrific. I'm so impressed with you. Thank you. I always tell people. <laughs> it, it goes back to Eddie, man. I I mean, if you don't have necks all over your, your house, if you don't have pedals lying everywhere and parts, are you really an Edward Van Halen fan? So uh, being a nerd about gear is a blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> hmm. So I, it's really just passion. Uh, if you're passionate, you're going to get super involved with it. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I, I've had my fair share of projects and also failures. <laughs> but you learn from it. You, you, All the disasters, like painting. I primarily paint. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I've also heard horror stories besides my own. One of my friends told me they were painting outside and obviously very Edward Van Halen thing. You just hang it up in the tree and they're like, we started painting it and then it dropped it a bunch of leaves. And then we decided we were going to spray clear coat all over that and that didn't turn out right. So, yes, <laughs> learning from other people is helpful uh, doing it at home. But I, I was lucky enough to operate out of a shop uh, which was ventilated. <laughs> it works a lot better. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try, I tried painting. I mean, I never tried the, the striping thing myself, but, yeah. um, just painting, you know, I, I mean, I've got the, 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 the red Kramer right there. That's my first, you know, my first real, real guitar. I had another one that looked exactly like that years ago. And I remember painting it black at one point. Another time I painted it green. Um, I think uh, I think green was the last color that I, I painted that, but I I was I I could never paint guitars. It wasn't my thing, you know. I, I the 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 sanding and the the just the whole the whole thing. You really you really have to be careful, and or I mean I mean have a skill. It's really have to have a skill to do that. 
You can so. burn through a fair share of bodies if you're not careful. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say every single piece of work I did was perfect. I obviously made mistakes uh, doing the same thing where it's like, now I got to paint this all over again. I got to sand it down and repaint it. So yeah, it's people don't realize it's not just you spray it and then you clear it. There's sanding in between, wet sanding, buffing. Um, it's I've done it from beginning to start prepping the bodies um, when they have a sealer coat on it. And then you have to get all the ridges in between like the horns perfect or else uh. it's messed up. And it's like, if you do it wrong, you can see it. I'm very meticulous about my work. So it's like you hold up a horn and it doesn't curve perfectly. I have to do it all over again. And I'm like, well, this is, <laughs> this is going to take me all day long. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I can't paint to save my life, you know, but uh, it's I, could hard. I could do all the woodwork, uh, the prep, the sanding, and then I, you know, I, I send it off because I want it to look good. I, I don't want to, like, ruin it with, with me painting it, you know? <laughs> I, you have to have a really good eye because you get contamina contamination and people don't know about that when you spray it and then right even while you're spraying clear, it'll just attract contamination, which is like specks of dirt. And then you have to go in, dig it out, repaint it. I you you don't even know. So many. I'm sorry? You don't even know after you're done and it's curing. It could be two weeks, three yeah. weeks later. And then it, it develops a little spot, you know, somewhere. That, you know, yeah. You have to look at it with the magnifier, which is you know, something I do because I'm, you know, cuckoo, but <laughs> yeah, right. people don't realize that you get a paint, a paint, a body back from somebody that really knows what he's doing. And, you know, it could be six months later and you'll notice, oh, here's this little itty bitty speck. Mm -hmm. you know, and, I have like to be that. very careful because I do artwork on guitars and I'm doing a few projects right now. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, if I clear it and then there's a bunch, like a massive contamination on it, it's going to potentially ruin my entire art piece. And then there it goes. So it's, it's always like terrifying to do it. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, this is going to mess up the whole thing. Someone said, share my artwork. I saw that briefly. Do you want me to show something? Yes. Sure. Yes. Okay. Sure. Let me see. Who who said that? Let me let me see. It was a while back and I I didn't catch the whole thing. <laughs> Let's see. Well, hey, I'll I'll say hello to some people. We got Rob Black. The official Rob Blackmore is here. Not only is he Rob Blackmore, he's the official Rob Blackmore. <laughs> Jeff T is here, channel member. Do you really need sanding sealer? He's, he's got a question. Do you really need sanding sealer? I'm getting ready to paint a strat body. Jeff T is, is asking. Um, the bodies that I've done for massive brands, uh, they typically put like an initial sealer on it, and then we we spray it white just to find any of the imperfections, and that'll mm -hmm. protect it from when you spray it white to get rid of those imperfections on the body because you know they're just cutting it out kind of doing basic work and it's up to 
if you're a good painter, you got to catch all the mistakes in the body before you even start painting it. Um, so that's just to protect it from the initial white sealer coat. You don't have to do it, uh, but I, I typically do. And then I even, when I spray a color, I spray sealer and then I do my artwork and then I put the clear coat on top. Cool. Do you put a stabilizer between uh, graphic coats, you know, if you have different colors and whatnot? Everything I do is just with acrylics. So, like I said, it'll be that initial base coat. For instance, I, I typically like to use black. Um, and then I just clear it. But the black, the sealer, the artwork, which is just me doing multiple layers of acrylic paint and then a clear coat. So it doesn't need a sealer on top of the artwork and it doesn't need sealer really in between. It's just the multiple layers of acrylic paint. But yes, cool. I guess, yes, the, we had discussed earlier, um, especially with when you do water slide decals and how meticulous that can be because you can't get any creasing. Yeah. And then if you mess it up, then you got to redo the entire headstock. So yeah. I have been lucky and I haven't really messed up anything yet. But Usually when I send one in, I'll trim the decal right to the letter. So there's yeah. no clear part of the decal hangover to make it easier to blend in with the clear coat over the top after you put the decal on. Yes, yes. Um. I've worked with all sorts of decals with different companies. Uh, the shop that I was working at got all, all kinds of work. Um, so everyone, it's interesting because everyone does things a little bit different. Um, so I, I feel like I've worked with the people who cut it really short or they just leave a bunch, a whole bunch of area or right. it's an inlay that's the actual logo or you have to paint it on for them. <laughs> which I've, I've done all of it so cool cool well let's see what, what do you have what, what do you have there you, you, this have, you is, have something I, I don't know i thought i brought in one of the bodies that i was around this is the kramer body that i'm working on so i have a tiger on it <laughs> oh, and i'm like awesome. slowly working on it but it goes uh it it goes all up here which i'm working on the picard right now um mm -hmm. painting that um and then i'm basically going to do like a full plastic cover over that. Um, oh, cool. But that's, that's what I'm working on right now. And I've, I haven't done fur yet, like real fur. So I've been watching a bunch of videos on how to properly do it because I'm like, yeah, I, for this, I'm like, I get one shot and I can't mess it up. So it has to look real. Um, oh, there's going to be fur on the guitar? Yeah, it's going to look it's like, it, I'm doing the, first initial layers of the color the block the initial <laughs> yeah and then it you start blending it out and then you start doing the very fine details of the fur oh, and wow. so it's like I'm gonna have to get it like a magnifying glass and paint the <laughs> fur and be so meticulous and just pick it apart but yeah <laughs> oh wow wow amazing that's that's incredible yeah, they, they told me uh, initially 
like we can't we can't do any stripes on guitars and i was like yeah you can and because edward van uh edward van halen gear owns the rights to striping so kramer's like you know we we talked about it but we can't use it and so if you see it they're putting out the 84 bodies because they own those rights uh-huh. and so they're like you know can you paint but no stripes i was like no you can do stripes and i feel <laughs> they were like oh no we can't like yeah you can and then i started painting a tiger and they were like oh my god <laughs> I, mean, I don't think they were expecting that i was like i broke the system you can still do it <laughs> just different yeah i was thinking like a zebra or something too that you too know? i mean if we're matching that those overalls and the pants that he had back in 84 zebra uh-huh. tiger kind of the same thing yeah. <laughs> you can't do what george lynch did because they already have the george lynch oh yeah yeah okay so okay we can't we can't steal his idea so i had to go more realistic with it <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow that's awesome that, yeah. that's amazing the that, guy that... um i think his name is dennis klein he did the original artwork for the skid row guitar with the uh, snake on it he passed away recently yeah Mm -hmm. but they were able to acquire a lot of the work that he did with kramer so they can still use it which is what you saw they they re-released that guitar i saw that i played one too it was awesome oh so cool yeah yeah, i really love that green it's so vibrant um they they had a kramer event back when i still lived in michigan and they had invited me and I showed up and yeah, there was all sorts of people there. Um, just complete shredders. These kids are like 15 years old and play better than I do. And I've been playing for 20 years. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I should go home now. <laughs> this is why I paint guitars, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can tap, but these kids are just so fast. And I'm like, do I have arthritis? Like, what is this? <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, that was that was incredible to go and kind of hear what they're trying to do with kramer and not only bringing it back to the public but Mm -hmm. there's a lot coming in the future for kramer and it's super exciting um a lot of these custom guitars they're doing with people it's gonna be really awesome yeah awesome awesome so was that an official kramer an official kramer event the, the thing that yeah, that was at uh, Huber Breeze, which is in, um, oh my God, Fraser, Michigan. Like, where, where is it? They're an incredible shop. They get a lot of uh, master built guitars there. And the people who own that shop, like, oh my gosh, they know so much about vintage instruments. And that's typically like my primary focus is the custom shops and the Mm -hmm. vintage. And yeah, I learned, I learned a lot from them. There's actually a guy who works there. His name is Paul Kramer and he played, I think he was endorsed. He played for Kramer because he he was showing off his like promo ad that he had and it said Paul Kramer. And I was just like, I feel like I should be... (laughs) honoring you what <laughs> yeah like, so much cooler than me what so yeah he's, he and he's such a good guitar player and he was there um there's a bunch of other people from kramer who were there uh, mm-hmm. and that that was but that was back in april 
I think I have pictures of it. I can show you. Someone had a strut Edward Van Halen car. Everyone's like, is that your car outside? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, like, no, that's not my car. It's just my car. I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, I used to see Dennis Klein at the factory. Oh, really? Did you ever meet him? Well, I talked to him, you know. Everybody kind of mingled there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was the atmosphere like when you were at Kramer? Well, there wasn't many people there, okay? Mm -hmm. There might have been maybe 20 of us at the most at one time. And then there was the other side of the shop that did the woodworking and the sanding and stuff. Yeah. Where was the shop? Back it was at uh, 1111 Green Grove Road in Neptune, New Jersey. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought it was here in California. Well, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, the airbrushing Dennis Klein did to the bodies, he would he would clear coat over his uh, his airbrushing. They didn't mm -hmm. go back in the paint for clear, and that's why if you get some of these really old guitars that he did, the clear coat you know tends to be pretty fragile. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot uh, of my early stuff that I did is like that. It's just a very thin clear coat. Sorry well, to anyone who has my stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was five, you know, probably five for ten years, you know. Yeah, yeah. When you're getting enough forty years old, you know, it gets a little bit brittle and whatnot. Well, that's mm -hmm. why. I mean, if you look at all of the guitars from the fifties and the sixties uh, that are Fenders, I mean. From what I do know about Leo Fender is he was a stickler on money. And so they tried, they probably tried to use as little paint as possible. Um, probably just primarily acetone and then the color. Uh, so when you play those like 57s and the 60s, there's a reason why they just fade. You just go through the paint is because there's not really that many layers on it. And it's so thin. Well, plus but that's, why, that's why the tone is incredible. <laughs> the resonance is so much better on those things because well, there's the no nitro paint. nitrocellulose is kind of weaker too compared to like poly yeah. that they were, they were sprayed at Kramer, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, you're right. It, it you got to be really careful if you're polishing that out. You use uh, just a little bit too too heavy grit in the, you know, in the polish. You're going to go through, you know. So you got to really get all by hand. It's like what I do. When I sand a guitar down, I take the paint off. It's all by hand. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna risk ruining the body. So it could take me, you know, almost a week sometimes to sand out a guitar. You know, to get all the paint off of it. Yeah, I, I have to be very careful when I do all this stuff because I'm like, oh god, I, I might sand right through my artwork. I spent so much time on. I see someone says I didn't know Kramer had a custom shop. They just started it. Um, from what I know, it is operating out of Gibson Custom Shop because Kramer just, they're really restarting just now. So from what I know, I'm pretty sure Jim DeCola is involved, who is the master with the Eric Gibson, who is incredible. He's the guy who designed the Wolfgang with Edward Van Halen himself. Um, such a nice guy. So knowledgeable. Um, 
kindest guy you could probably ever talk to. Skateboards. So cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this guy's the coolest. <laughs> so uh, I know <laughs> he's, he's awesome. in charge yeah. of a lot of stuff. I can't remember who. There's one person here in America, and I am blanking on his name, who's working on a lot of the Kramers. Uh, but it's like they don't really have a lot of people right now from what I know. But I know they want to get that started. Hmm. Cool. Not a cool well, you mentioned, you mentioned Wolfgang and uh, John, Johnny's going to ship me a bunch of parts to put together what parts he has to build a Wolfgang. And uh, Amanda has agreed to paint this body after I'm done pre-assembling and the head matching headstock. And Johnny's going to put a poll on what color is the guitar and what graphic. <laughs> it could be Johnny without a beard. It could be Johnny <laughs> with a beard. Johnny or with a beard and Ned. It could be Ned. Ned is on the headstock. Ned with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Ned as Johnny's beard. <laughs> but this will be cool because we'll have, you know, a nice, nice custom painted, custom built guitar for uh, Johnny Bean that's personalized with his own special graphicing by Amanda, you know, so and hey. Wow. <laughs> Just for you. Um, That'd be cool. That'd I, be awesome. I found this. I found these pictures. I don't know if you can kind of see. It's hard. To oh, yeah. Here. But yeah. Um, let me find this. There it is. I don't know if you can see it. It's hard. But it was a striped Frankenstrat car. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. It's hard to see with the glare. You can see it. Disappear. But yeah, the, uh, that was a really cool event to just network with people. And everyone at Gibson is incredible i mean they've kind of regrouped as a brand i feel like with a whole bunch of new people and everyone's just a mecha nerd so it, everyone seems to get along <laughs> and all the players that play gibson are really really cool people and just super nerdy so um i'm oh, wow. excited to see that gibson's doing a good job with kramer and bringing it back and it's not like the glory days, but <laughs> pretend. <laughs> the, the OG over here. <laughs> were you, I have to know, were you at the factory when Edward was originally there? Oh, yeah. You were there? Yeah, I talked to him kind of often, actually. I, I learned a lot of stuff from him. I did. I did. I knew exactly what his guitars were built out of. You know? Yeah. Man. Do you want to trade lives? I'll restart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll restart. I want to work. I don't know. You mentioned arthritis before. I've got it really bad. So that's the only reason I build these guitars with like 30 second action so I can actually play them. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I play with a lot of really light strings and. Um, yeah, I played a lot in my childhood, nonstop. I would like fall asleep playing on the floor. <laughs> so I was a, I was always a strap player though, always a strap player. My first guitar was this blue and black strap, which I still have. Um, only 150 were made, which I think we had talked about this. Like 
when they do custom guitars and limited edition guitars, how many do they typically do? Mine's one of 150, and I have number 51, I think. Um, 5150? No, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> I, I replaced all the pickups in it, so it sounds better. So it's got 76 and 78 pickups in it off of a real Fender Strat. It sounds great. Um, wow. Yeah. What what kind of guitar is it? Your first guitar? What what kind? It's of a it? Squire. It's just a Squire 20th anniversary limited edition. And you would think like Squires, oh okay, eh, they're not good. But I've had so many people go, "Oh my God, I actually own one of those. Those are great." <laughs> yeah, I've been saying that for years too because my first guitar was uh was called uh, a Squire Bullet. Yeah. It was like a yeah. like a 19, 1983 Squire Bullet, and I got it in uh, eighty seven. And was it made I, in Japan? Do you know? Yeah. Those yeah, those it's a, Squire it's a made in Jap- Japan's. Early Japanese ones are so good. I know. I've been saying that for years. Nobody finally someone else They're agrees. So good. Agrees no one with that. Yeah, they, they're awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. although nowadays. Pretty much anything from Japan is like really sought after. People are really after a lot of the the, oh, the, oh, um, yeah. the, the I, Japanese I've stuff. I've owned a lot of those uh, early '80s Ibanez pedals. Um, mm-hmm. I own a lot of the early Boss pedals. You mentioned Andy Sum- Andy Summers, and I own a lot of the pedals that he used in the Police. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were, you brought up the Memory Man, and I, yep. I think he's the Boss CE too, which I have. Um, a yeah. lot of people use that pedal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. The, the, just the early 80s in terms of effects all the way back to the beginning of pedals. You just can't beat it. I've I've owned a lot, especially those like electro harmonics ones that are like this big and they're tiny uh-huh. and you have to plug it into your amp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. those. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. So yeah. Well, I'd, awesome have to say, I'd have to say my first guitar I had a cheap plywood thing made by Lori for a little while. And then my first real guitar was a, a white Gibson double neck that I play, for, you know, doing Zeppelin shows with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got that new in uh, 1980 for $800. Hmm. Awesome. That's not bad, that's not bad at all. That's awesome. Somebody here, I'm seeing, we're seeing a lot of new names here. Uh, Is it Moto Zaffa? Is it? Was saying they they want you to show your guitar, your first guitar, if you have it. Yeah, I can go Um, grab it. It's in this corner. Hold on. Awesome. Show us your first guitar. I've got mine. I've got my first guitar. It's, it's, It's in the corner over there somewhere. But uh, yeah, Robbie, those those made in Japan Fender Squires are actually they're 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 really good, and now people are just grabbing you know all that stuff and and um. It's it's hard to get the color here, but it's they did like Ford Mustangs in this color, and it's one of my favorite colors. They only oh, did cool. like 150 in this color. Um, these two are off of a 76 Fender Strat, and this is off a of 78, so it's, it sounds very hot. Um, mm-hmm. But I love this guitar. 
I've owned it for a very long time. It's made in China, so it's not like it's the best one, but it feels great. And I actually really love the neck. I always tell people, you don't even have to really sit with the guitar when you go to buy it um, and plug it in. You'll know if it's for you the second you just like pick it up and put your hands around the neck because if it's not comfortable, it's not for you. Not everyone is like that, right. but that's how I feel about guitars. <laughs> I, I I agree with that. Yeah. You know, if you pick it up and it just it feels right, you don't even have to plug it in because you, you can throw in, you know, your favorite pickup into it. You can always fix it later whatever but if it if it has that if there's something about it right away yeah. just acoustically even the i saw there's some berettas that are i don't know if they just came out or they've been out but they're that canary yellow that banana yellow and i mm -hmm. really want one but i'm getting into winding pickups that's my next route is I have to be exactly like Edward Van Halen and do everything like it <laughs> so i'm getting into I want to get into winding pickups and there's a guy I know uh, his name is Mauricio and he's so talented and he builds amps at Fender uh, but he winds pickups and I'm like please teach me <laughs> so I can do one uh, and hopefully design my own pickup that's my next route and oh. then stick it in the stick it in the creamer so Johnny that's what I'll do for you right we'll on. make your own pickup right this is awesome you guys <laughs> That's the next route. That sound that sounds amazing. That that definitely. 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 Wow. <laughs> I'm catching up on all these questions. Yeah, that's that's what I've been primarily getting into is designing my own pickup, but you have to do it in a way that hasn't been done before before, which is hard. Um, mm -hmm. so it just takes being creative and honestly innovative which is it's hard because we're getting to the point where everyone's done everything with a guitar so how do you do something with a guitar that's never been done before um that's kind of where my art comes in a little bit but yeah with the pickups i have to be a little bit more do more homework <laughs> on yeah. how to do what i want to do um so it, it'll be fun and then i'll i'll make you one awesome well thank you thank you that'd, that'd be awesome that'd be great and my okay so my question becomes there's the rumor of edward van halen actually hand wound his pickup uh-huh people think he actually like turned the wire around the poles himself and or did he get like a pickup winder i think something came loose when he was trying to pot it and he just like wound it a couple times <laughs> by himself because if it's edward van halen he's He's doing it in his garage and it's just super low key. So mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. I don't know what you guys think about that, but there's been a lot of debate within the guitar community of did he actually wind it by hand or was it just the wire going around the poles as he had it on a machine? What do you oh. think, Robbie? Well, if you want to pick up, you got to have one wire. If the wire breaks, the pickup don't work. Mm -hmm. So he wouldn't have had to have wound the whole thing. I would imagine that was in his younger days because by the time he got, you know, 81, when he was hanging out at Kramer, you know, before he endorsed him, but he was still there, you know, putting necks on his guitars and stuff. And, uh, yeah, like those Japanese craftsmen, I think they were the best, you know. And uh, 
once once he met Seymour Duncan, then it was like Seymour could wind up pickup, you know. Yes. Yeah. I think once he found people that could do stuff, like like paint the, you know, paint the fifty one fifty or the ad Frankie, you know, he wasn't gonna tape and spray it unless it was some sort of publicity thing. Yeah. Then he would do it, you know, but uh yeah, those early days, it, he was something plugging a variac into the wall and blowing the circuits in the house and stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just totally destroying that 57 Les Paul. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, but it's great. Yeah. You know, what he ended up doing. And uh, speaking of Japanese craftsmen, in the golden years of, of guitar neck making by hand, hand crafting guitar necks, I think ESP probably made the best necks from 1979, that's when they started production in America, 1979, to probably about 1984-85, when they started making their own guitars, oh. right? Till then, well, at least in, in 1982, they were getting necks from ESP, and they were all from, they were parts necks. They bought them as parts from ESP to use on Kramer guitars. And this was in the experimental stages of the Beretta. So, uh, they stamp the back of the heels of all these necks. If you buy a Grail guitar that they only make two hundred of, you know where Eddie's standing there. He's standing there with the, you know, with the picture, you know, with the guitar, you know, holding it like here because the paint's still wet on the body. Yep. You know, those are all parts necks. If you buy if you buy a Grail, you take the neck off. It's better be stamped ESP in black letters on the back, or you got. You got ripped off. Somebody probably took the real neck off, put another one on there that was made later, and that way they have something else to sell for more money. But uh, like this particular neck on this guitar, this is a reverse banana ESP non-tilt from 1982 with the R5 width, and it has a R4 nut on it. That's something that Edward would do too. And uh, it's got a rose. This is a rosewood fingerboard. It don't look like it because it's so dark. It's a very high quality rosewood fingerboard, and that's one piece quarter swan maple. And you had to have like an eight inch wide piece of wood to cut this thing out. You know. Now this was rejected. The reverse banana was rejected by Kramer in '82. The about the time when these necks were sent there first. Yeah. And this body is an experimental body from 1982 that Kramer also rejected because it's not sanded. The curves aren't sanded on it. Mm. It's made by sports. So you can see how how the uh, there's like an angle on the Yeah, I see uh, it. See the angle on a curve? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. That's from the pin routing and hand sanding that sports did. In '82, and they made this experimental body. You could see it sports. You could see the extra, you know, the extra route for the spring clearance. Oh yeah, look at that. And uh, when I made this electronics cover, it's so tight it 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 pressure fits in. There's no screws. <laughs> so this is kind of Man. a guitar that shouldn't exist. It's got the first run flat black Floyd, and. Uh, of course, the 78 Seymour Duncan custom shop 
uh, wound by Marcella Juarez, swear by her. And uh, I was just fortunate this body, this body got sent to Gibson. And when they sold the company, this wasn't a fire sale body. It's it's a two piece maple seam coming right down the middle. And uh, this got sent to Gibson and some guy at Gibson that worked in, t in Tennessee that worked in a paint booth, he took it home and he put this horrible paint job on it. He also put, uh, they put inserts in it, which I had to fill. Yeah, I filled those inserts and, and drilled the drilled the regular studs in it, you know. Uh -huh. And uh, the, the worst part about it is these guys will put the body on like a drill press and then drill drill the holes in and they always come out at an angle. They don't come out straight. It's like, you know, it's it's nuts, right? This guy had painted a, a George Lynch paint job on this thing. And it was so horrible. And had all these cracks. It must have taken me a cup, at least a couple of weeks to sand the paint off of it. You know? And uh, I had to do some some work for the body. I had to drill like almost all the holes. It was pre-drilled for the it was pre-drilled in the narrow neck plate dimensions. And that had the, uh, <laughs> that had the, uh, the pre-drills <laughs> It was just pre-drilled. It wasn't drilled all the way through. And Johnny was mentioning how you gotta have a special screwdriver to, uh, to do your claw. Well, this, these claw screws, these claw screws, I had to drill into this hard maple. And I couldn't really get them in very far. These are the very stiff, like original Floyd Rose springs. They had extremely stiff springs. So I put it together, and the uh, the claw would would uh, would stick up through the body cavity. Mm -hmm. So I took the claw, and I put it on a brake, and I bent an angle on the claw so it's got a lower a lower height to the relation oh. to the to the uh, route so you can actually use a more of an angle to make your claw screws and then on you know on a break so it comes the bend comes out good you could bend that claw out a little bit and it'll work and I, that's what i did that's uh, i love this thing it's it's so rare it's ridiculous that's <laughs> we didn't even see it <laughs> <laughs> don't even look at that yeah oh that's cool man now i see what you were talking about because Ro robbie calls me i my phone number is on the screen down here and robbie will give me a call and he, he i think you told me about bending the claw or having it somehow in there and i was thinking like what but i i i totally see uh what you were talking about and um by the way we got a lot of we got a lot of people here let's say hello we got 66 people watching this we got all right Dan Gorman is here. Right. Eric Casper is here. O812 is here. These guys all subscribe to me. Thank Chris you, Dan. <laughs> we got phone calls coming in. Um, hang on. Hang on. We got Robert. Robert, Robert builds handwired amps at Fender. He builds, oh, right on. He builds for Joe Bonamassa and Chris Stapleton. He does all those uh, prototypes. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Well, welcome, Robert. Welcome. And uh, let's see. That was funny. Al John Go. Hey, man. 
<laughs> this is the this is the the Kramer this guy, right? At Kramer Gibson. Yes. Yeah. That's Al John from Kramer from Kramer Gibson. What's yes. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Very nice cool. Guy. I've he probably hasn't seen my face, but I've ooh I've spoken to him before. <laughs> Yeah, Amanda, you're like in the living. You're in the here and now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like a dinosaur, you know. <laughs> He's so nice. He's so nice. Everyone, at, like, I obviously I'm here on the camera. Everyone I've ever talked to at Gibson, including the artists, um, the most incredible team. The CEO of Gibson is the nicest guy. I was at a party and he was just like hanging out and I walked up to him and I introduced myself and he's like, Hey, like, I, I think I know about you. And I showed him my uncle's, uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen pictures. Cause he's playing a Les Paul and mm -hmm. he was like, I've never seen these before. And he was such, such a great guy. Um, so Gibson should feel very lucky that they have the most incredible team of builders all the way up to their CEO, who I think is like the perfect representation of what a CEO should be at a company. Like he just showed up to this party. Huber Breeze is a store that, like I said, had sells custom shop guitars. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, they're just in Fraser. It's not like, um, you know, they're in downtown Hollywood, but they showed up with this beautiful acoustic guitar that had this very intricate inlay and I was so just impressed by Gibson and who, they, like, what they've become. Um, because I know what in like the early 2000s, the 90s, they were kind of tanking there for a second. Um, but being from from Michigan, I lived about a hour away from the Kalamazoo plant. That I mean, Gibson started there, so I, I love JC is so amazing. Oh my God, I. I will have incredible things to say about him forever. And everyone at Kramer who I've spoken to all the way up to the brand manager is just the nicest guy. Like these are the nicest people on guitars. <laughs> I really, truly believe that. I've met some other really cool people um, outside of the Gibson family, but yeah, the Hailstorm, they, uh, Lizzie Hale just got a Kramer. I don't know if you saw that. Um, hmm. She was working on it oh. and she got a custom one and it, looks so killer and kramer did an incredible job on it um i i've been in contact with uh hailstorm i paint for a company called true five pedals and um right yes. they, yeah they i know uh teddy is the owner he sells to hailstorm um so i've been i've talked to joe who's the guitarist a bunch and uh of course yes Yes, no, I'm like over here, like Team Kramer, and Kramer's the best, the best company ever, and I'm so excited <laughs> to see what comes out of it. But the the Hailstorm stuff, that's a great, they're an incredible band, and Lizzie Hale deserves everything she's getting with all of her guitars. Uh, and it was nice to see that she got a Kramer, and that all the women are coming to Kramer. I'm I'm noticing that all the women, yeah, oh. it's cool, it's so killer. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, there we go. Hey, Al John. Hey, man. Lizzie, Lizzie is a great artist. You'll see them soon. Plus, you never know when our collab with Amanda will be coming. Man. 
right? Yeah, on. you know, uh, I I do I will say I saw Hailstorm back in December. They invited me. They were so nice enough to invite me to their show, and I it was the first mm -hmm. time I saw them. Um, and it was in December of last year, so we were coming out of you know COVID lockdown really with those first few shows, and I was so blown away. I had never seen them before, and I just had like goosebumps. I rarely go to shows anymore, and if I do, it's my friend shows not a support. So, which, I mean, for me, that's really what it was by it's, it's rare that I'm just like, wow, this is one of the best live shows I've seen in a very, very long time. So they, if you haven't seen Hailstorm, you have to see Hailstorm. One of the best bands ever that are playing right now. Johnny's famous. He's on the phone. He says, wait a minute. Wait another minute. I'm reading all these comments. I can't see the chat, but I'm sure they're terrific. That This chat room, these people in this chat room are absolutely terrific. They're, they've helped oh, me yeah. so much. Everyone I talk to from the group chat is very, very kind. Very, very kind. Yeah, I really feel at home here. These, these people have really, really helped rise me up. And uh, I mean, I'm doing a lot better and just, just being involved in this and the whole YouTube thing. All right, I'm back. Sorry. I thought that would be a call for this, but it was actually it's for something else. Um, although it's related because the words Eddie Van Halen were mentioned in that call. <laughs> there you go. Um, and that's something else I got to that's Robbie. I told you I'm always, always busy. Um, thank you. Al John. Yes. Uh, let's see. What was I what was I going to going to say? Um, man. Yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome. I I. I'm a huge fan of, of Kramer guitars and my first guitar. Well, my, okay. My first, my first guitar was a Squire bullet, you know, made in Japan, which I love. My first real guitar was this red Kramer right here. Focus 1000, you know, cause it had a, a, a Floyd Rose on it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, uh, I don't know if I should show or tell people what I saw yesterday. Sure. I went to the Hard Rock Cafe and I saw oh. the Neptune. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. You can't really see it, but I, I obviously went and walked up to it and I tried to stand as close as possible. To, <laughs> I wish I could touch it, but um, when I was, especially when I was working on painting this Kramer, like initially, because I, it, it's a 90s focus. Like I just wanted a prototype body because I'm like, this is the most edward van halen thing i can possibly do is just repaint a body <laughs> so mm -hmm. when i was painting it i totally felt like a magazine where he's in japan and he's like spraying it in the booth but he's yep. using black and so i was using black this time and i was like living out 13 year old me streams right <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> pretending to be edward van halen <laughs> as all of us do let's see yeah let, let me uh this is, this is the part of the show where I stand. Usually I, I like, I sit half and I stand half for, for these shows. Um, yeah, I, I've been there too. I've seen it. That's so cool, yeah. 
the Neptune. And the thing is, if any of you guys, if you don't know, if you've been to the, the Hollywood uh, Hard Rock Cafe, if you walk, you walk in there, you walk straight back, and the kitchen is right there. And they have this this Van Halen guitar sitting there, or not sitting there, it's like on the wall, but it's in this case, and you can walk right up to it. It's like you can, you can almost touch the guitar, but you can't, right? Yeah. Like you can see the front of it, you can see the sides of it. And and it's it's this it's this particular one right here. So that's the 1983 one, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, what Kramer, what us Van Halen nerds call the 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 Neptune, because that was him uh, putting the guitar together at the the factory. Because I saw him in '84, uh, spray paint black stripes on two of those. Mm -hmm. so there are three of them in existence, at least. Mm-hmm. We have to find them. Yes. <laughs> Where are they? Who has <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He, he screwed it together. They came out of paint booth with the red and the white stripes, and then he, like, taped off and just sprayed the, the black stripe, and he went too close, he made the runs and the blobs on him. But I actually saw him do two of those, so. That's so... They're, they're wow. I saw That's... it. Well, yeah, we, we have to find them. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I, the one thing I love about Edward is he, I mean, even up until I think it was like 2010, he was, he. I don't know if it was it Charvel he did that line with where he was painting his guitars and then like giving them out. Yes. Days. Yeah. During the um, the 2004 tour in 2007, eight. Maybe even twelve, maybe or maybe not. Um, they had a, a, a first. They had what was called the the Charvel Art Series. Yeah. And then and then he would custom paint like one of a kind guitars, and then they would assemble them, and then he would play one or two songs with with those guitars, and they would auction them off on eBay. That's yeah. So I that's just, what, that's what those it's were. important to mention that that. Uh, Charvel was bought by Fender in 2002. So the art series were actually made by Fender. The EVH was, has always been Fender. Yes, mm -hmm. that I know. Let me throw that in there. People that think that, that he worked with Charvel and all. At that time, it was already Fender. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's they, how we got with Chip Ellis, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's, that's like, you know, my pirate thing. Arr! <laughs> when all the corporations come in and buy everything, yeah. Well, that's what's good about Gibson buying buying Kramer because Fender would have killed the brand. Absolutely. They own so much right now, but I'm personally very thankful that, that Gibson owns it because I just, I love being able to write Jim DeCola <laughs> and ask him questions and know that he'll he'll answer my questions. And they're nerdy questions, so it's. I feel like I have like insider information, and it makes me feel special. I mean, I'm sure he will tell <clears throat> anyone, but yeah, it's they do an incredible job. Oh, I'm sorry, losing my voice. Oh with no, no. Doing every yeah with everything with Kramer. Um, yeah, I am like mm -hmm. speechless because <laughs> it's way better than you think it is. I, I really think that Gibson should be proud of themselves. 
Awesome. So is it, is it is it time for an Uncle Robbie story now? Yes. Sure. Tell us. You sure? <laughs> All right. Yes. So yes. when I was I was a senior in high school, I lived in Howell, New Jersey, at the Howell High School, mm-hmm. and I used to jam with this guy in the basement, and that's where I got my first, you know, seventy-one hundred watt Marshall Super Lean for a cabinet, you know. Yeah. And at the time, I was playing a Vapol, right? And uh, this guy had a sister, and the sister went out with this kid, and the kid was long hair, and he came over to play guitar in the basement. So we're jamming, and his favorite song was Taking Care of Business. He played that, so we used to play that song five times in the basement, right? And uh, he really liked the way that Marshall sounded with the Gibson. He just, he just loved that, you know? So uh, he wanted to jam with me outside of this guy's basement, you know, because he was like really loud and we couldn't really play stuff with him. So he invited me out to his house. Now, he lived in Jackson, New Jersey, okay? And he was a sophomore in high school, right? So I must have gone over there about six or seven times, right? And he knew how to play tangerine. And I showed him a whole, whole lot of love. He just loved it, you know? It's like, man, that sounds so great, you know? And then one day I told him, you know, you're never going to make it in music, playing all that high-pitched out-of-key stuff, right? Because <laughs> he did. And it was just like, it was out of hand, you know? And I was like, Pentatonic Scale, Jimmy Page, let's have fun. That, that's where I was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I inspired him because he – he practiced scales all the time. He would, he would play all night and sleep in school and just practice scales. And he started a band, and I was too old because I was a senior in high school. He was a sophomore. So I was too old to be in his band, right? <laughs> and I don't know if I missed the boat on the kid or what. You know, and he was just a kid. This is a high school kid in Jackson, New Jersey. And his name was Jeff Weedland. And he changed his name to Zach Wild. Whoa. So you met Zach Wild and you played with him. Yeah. Well, I was just a kid then, but sure. I was too old to meet this band. I wasn't cool enough. You know, I was the old guy. That's so cool. That's so cool. I never met Zach Wild, but uh, my friend Zach is named after him. His dad is Zlaus. Uh-huh. I'm sorry to hear you. Uh, Neil, who used to photograph for Van Halen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, his son is, I know his son, and his son is named Zach, but he's named after Zach Wild. Um, oh, really? So I've only heard like stories about Zach through other people, uh, but I heard that he's a character, but he's also the best. <laughs> I, I've never met him, but... What but, was you know, my, on him as a kid? My genius in, insight, you know, saw no success for him. Uh, <laughs> 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 like I said, to be fair, he could have just practiced. I know he practiced scales for years when he was in height. Yeah. Uh-huh. Might have inspired oh, him, or I might have just missed the whole, just missed the whole boat there, life preserver floating around, you know. <laughs> Well, Randy was his number one guy, so I mean, he's. Oh, there's Rob. 
You were talking about Jimmy Page. So I'll show this to you. This is this is Rob's actually who's in the chat, but you can't really see it. But this is Jimmy Page's autograph. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When he was doing the Fender Custom Shop uh, guitars that were released. Uh, was uh, like, Telecaster thing. Yeah. One of the ones that he cracked. Very cool. Yeah. Thought I'd show that. Rob told hey, me to I never got to hang out with Jimmy Page. You know? I've never met Jimmy Page. Definitely never met Jimmy Page. I, I mean, I would play yeah, his I stuff. I, I would play it along with the album. The yeah. hardest thing about playing along with the album is tuning your guitar because each song can be differently tuned. He was the king of different tunings. I mean, Eddie Van Halen was like that too, but more so Jimmy Page, I feel. And he was a, just a regular guy. He, he didn't think it was anything special. He didn't really act like it. Well, I love him. <laughs> so he was the best to me. Yeah. He was just a dude. Everyone's like, oh, my God, how did he build his own guitar? I'm like, he's in his garage. <laughs> he was just like, I don't know. I, I can't afford this. I'm just going to make a guitar. But that's why he's so cool. It's because he's mm -hmm. like, I'll just do it no matter what. I yeah. A little bit about my background. Um, my grandfather... I mean, as soon as I was born, I was, my earliest memories are hanging out with my grandfather in his wood shop in the basement. And I would just sit with him and he'd have me like paint on wood and he would just be working on all, all sorts of stuff. But he was a painter um, and I really learned from him. So he was painting Cadillacs and cars way back in like the 50s or the 60s. Um, so when it came to me finally painting with a gun, um, the first project I ever did was restoring a P-Bass. Like some guy in a punk band had it and he was just like throwing it at a wall or something. But I redid all of it and I took it to Elderly Music, which is in Lansing. And it's very well known for restorations. And they were like, who did this? Do you want to work here? And I was like, I've never done this before. And my grandfather <laughs> helped me. Yes. Yeah, so wow. he, he would always tell me like, this is how you paint with a gun. And so when I first stepped in to painting for the first time the guy that I was working with had worked at Fender for 16 years did a lot of like custom stuff and he's like so how long have you been painting like six years I'm like this is my very first body I'm painting <laughs> with a gun <laughs> and he was like what so I I got really lucky and my whole family is just like very good with their hands my brother's an engineer um, and obviously my grandfather who worked with wood his entire life. So I got lucky and I was like thrust into it. <laughs> I was just like wanting to make everything. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Cool. That's great. Some people yeah. just step in it. They're in the right place at the right time. You know, I, I just got lucky. In my grandfather. Yeah. So cool. You were in the right place at the right time. You got to be in Kramer in 82. Legend. Yeah, pretty often. But, you know, you don't really realize this stuff. I didn't really think much of it, you know. And, uh, you know, I started kind of kind of remembering stuff. It became kind of important to me what I was doing with the building the guitars. Yeah. And I was, I was into the way he did it in, you know, 82. So for me, 1982 is the golden year of Kramer. They had everything there. They hadn't released anything, and they were still experimenting. And that's when they had all the best stuff. 
amazing. That's so cool. I I mean, if I could go back in time and be old enough, I'm only 30, but if I could go back in time, I'd be there with all of you. <laughs> I'm oh, God, make it feel so <laughs> bad. I'm 60. I'm one of those grumpy old men. That, uh, <laughs> the majority of my friends are in their 60s. So I'm mentally there with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's how I am with my work. Like when I start telling people about the guitar work that I've done, I don't realize what I've done until I'm telling people and they're like, Whoa, what? And I'm like, that really wasn't a big deal. <laughs> so I, I kind of get the, the same thing back. Um, and I, I've been lucky that I've been able to kind of be hands-on with a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, I've just made a lot of stuff for my friends, too, which really helped, honestly, kickstart my career. I, everything I've done so far was because I was bored <laughs> over COVID lockdown. Or even before that, I was like, eh, why not? Like, if Edward Van Halen could do it, I could do it. Um, and then now I'm here and painting guitars for people. So, um, it's just the mentality of like, if Edward Van Halen can sit in a garage and paint a guitar and people are still freaking out about it to, to this day, including myself, then I, I'm like, I can do it. <laughs> Anyone can do it. We should have, we should have a show where it's a Kramer show where we work on a Kramer throughout the show. We just go like step by step on how to do it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's we should do that with your guitar. Oh, you mean the one Johnny? Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, Sounds I'm gonna good. go through everything. You know, I'm gonna make videos of everything I do, and send it to Johnny's channel. You know, I'm we not. Gotta, we gotta get Kramer in on this. Kramer, send us an '84 body, and we'll <laughs> teach the younglings how to be Edward Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to why me. Why do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I kind of know what you're saying about kind of realizing after you tell the story because, I mean, I have this video out about the, the Crow Pack 5150 I built, and uh, I really didn't realize how kind of controversial all that stuff is because all these people have all these questions about it, and I'm sitting there saying, well, at the factory he did this, he used this exact body, and, you know, I like this, you know, 79 ESP not till better than what what Paul Unger glued together. And Unger just glued that together because that's what they had at the factory at that night. And mm -hmm. Kramer wasn't going to go back in time. They weren't going to go search for some 79 neck from ESP, you know. So uh, that's that's basically how that came about. But uh, like I said, in 82, they were they were making uh, not until bananas. They, they were making these. They were actually making these in 79 when they first started making guitar necks in the United States. They're shipping in the United States from Japan. You know, and I get gut from that. How can you prove? Do you have providence? How do you know? You know, and I hear this stuff and I'm like, well, it's got a, I can tell by looking at it. But, you know, hey, what do I know? I was only there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so knowledgeable. You know way more about original Kramers. A lot of, my knowledge is old Gibsons and definitely I know a lot about Fender and how they painted at Fender. Cause that's really where I started was doing 
a lot for Fender <laughs> secretly, but um, the guy that I worked with was at Kramer. And so I I worked out of his shop and um, I was working on a lot of different stuff. And that's how I, I gained my knowledge also with a lot of um, privately owned companies. So one of the coolest companies I actually got to work for um, or paint for, I should say, and I met him later was uh, Tim Wilson who owns Sugi Guitars. And he was the guy who worked on the Randy Woods Jackson Light V. Um, so I was like painting a bunch of necks and then someone was like, Oh, this is for Tim Wilson. And I'm like, sorry. what?" <laughs> and I fangirls. Um, so I, I know a lot of different stuff, but it's so interesting to learn about Kramer because they were really their own thing. They started, I mean, I know they started in the seventies um, and it was like a completely different look and brand, but it wasn't really until the eighties mm -hmm. they, they picked up. Yeah. But I mean, sports was making, body for Kramer even back then. I oh, sport wow. is making them in Connecticut and sending them to California, mm -hmm. you know, or they moved into Neptune. So they went kind of way back and all that, you know, all the aluminum stuff and the Travis Bean necks and stuff, that was all California too. But mm -hmm. when they went to New Jersey, Travis Bean went out on, on his own. Yeah. They brought out Gary Kramer for the name and, you know, started making uh, wooden neck guitars and that's pretty much where it started to take off. Hey, thank you. Aljon. <laughs> Joining. Thank you thank so much, you. man. And Aljon, you gotta come on here soon, man. Yeah, we gotta you gotta get him on here. Yes. He's so great. Yes. So cool. Right on. Right on. Yeah. I hope I hope by being entertaining here. You you're telling me so much stuff. I I feel like I know a lot. So when someone's telling me information that I don't know, I just soak it up because I'm like, no way, I didn't know this. I'm, I, so I impressed with you. I'm so impressed with you. You actually know who Marty Bell is. Oh, You're the yeah, first of course. Person. You're the first person I've talked to that actually knows who Marty Bell is. He is the king. I will say he is the king of sparkle finishes. He is mm. so good. Wow. I don't know what flakes he uses, if it's raw flakes, but yeah, he's he's very, very, very. Well, he does he does pretty darn good on just single colors oh, yeah. too, <laughs> and he also painted both of my fifty one fifties. Oh, that's so cool! But he, you know, he'll do a, a guitar for me every once in a while. He's like, you know, basically retired. Uh, I had to get a hold of him to actually paint this guitar. By phone, I talked to him on the telephone because he shut off all his social media and stuff. You don't want to hear nothing. But yeah. uh, oh, he plays guitar, and I actually wrote some songs to him. He'd send me a body painted. I'd be inspired. I'd I'd write a song, you know, and send it to him. <laughs> That's so cool. I said, "Hey, this is yours. You do what you want. You know, I'm not claiming anything on this. I'm just doing this for you." you know? That's kind of like what I'm doing here on the YouTube. I, I just want to share the story, help people, try to be entertaining. You know, I'm certainly not like trying to make some kind of career out of it whatsoever. Honestly, fingers are not crossed. Well, you can't do it. You're young enough. You're still alive. <laughs> You're still alive. You can still do it. Oh, uh, I'm telling you, I'll make a video, a music video, and I'm like dying by the time it's over. 
I don't look like it. I, you know, rock hard, but still, you know, I'm old, you know. You're only but, old you know. if you think you're old. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all in here, really. Yeah, man. It's mental space. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, Johnny, you've been great. You're helping me so much. All these people, all my, all my subscribers, you know, all the chat room comments, everybody that I've met in the last month, just been terrific. Oh, Absolutely. that's how I feel about this, everyone in the chat room. I, I mean, if my uncle's watching, he, um, I'm sure he'll text in and tell you, he would text me constantly and be like, you have to watch this show. It's all about Van Halen. And I'm I'm here in California. I just moved. And so I was just like, I don't, I don't really have time. I'm kind of like catching up. But it finally got to the point where it's like, no, you really have to watch it. Like, just sit down. And I was like, okay. And so here I am, <laughs> and now I'm on the show, <laughs> and I'm like, you got me. <laughs> Everyone that's how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're, you're. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many awesome people that watch, you know, this this channel and these shows, and and uh, just applause for everybody watching this stuff. You guys are, you guys are just awesome. Um, let's see. So I don't know the chat. I feel like we've been ignoring. Not really. We have a lot of people in the chat and like, we, there were phone calls coming in. One of them it didn't have anything to do with this, but it actually it kind of does, but not really. Um, anybody in the chat, any questions, comments for, for Amanda or for Robbie or, or for me? Um, I can give up. let us know. Not secrets, but let's see uh i'm scrolling scroll through here uh let's see oh yeah is that i think that's true chris king is saying chip uh, did the reissue randy Con concords yeah i think i think the that's randy true yeah oh i didn't chip, know that chip ellis did those yeah yeah i didn't know that that's cool okay yeah there's there's a lot of people who do a lot of different projects and i I feel like I try to keep up on a lot of it, uh, but you can't get mm -hmm. it all. <laughs> Everyone's doing so much. Uh, the majority of the people I know I are from Fender, um, and there's a lot of really talented people um, over at Fender. <laughs> I mean, from the, the bottom up. So I learned a lot from them. Oh, that's that's great. That's great. Rob Blackmore official. Hey, Johnny, does anyone know who made Univox? I was thought Univox Gibson? was their own thing. Hmm. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've got this Univox synthesizer. That's pretty weird. It's. Uh, it, I thought Univox was from Japan and that they were kind of their own thing i don't know if boss bought them or what it was but i'm pretty sure univox was japan hmm. yeah, this is just know. off the top of my head yeah yeah because yeah, i I'm have the univox ec80 which i showed you pictures of edward van mm -hmm. halen had two of them so the the eruption sound that delay was the two of those running at the same time and oh, what wow. I, I have one. 
I, I don't have the two of them. I'm a huge, I'm huge into effects. So it's like if Edward Van Halen had it, I have to have the real thing. <laughs> I have to have the real one that he had. Oh, um, okay. Here we go. Here. We, yeah. So, so, so you have then, uh, what you have like the, the phaser, the, the flanger. I have the, I have the Edward Van Halen, uh, phase 90 that they came out with mm -hmm. like in the past like 10 years, I'd, I'd say. Um, mm -hmm. But I do have that Univox EC80, um, which was his delay that he used. And then I have, I'll grab it. It's actually behind me. Um. Of the original, even in the box and everything. Oh, cool. Uh even with like the original <laughs> receipt in there, it's got all the stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that the receipt that you bought it from, or it was just in there when you got it? Um, this was in it when I got it. I got it at um, they do like a vintage show in Costa Mesa every year, right? Yeah, um, and I got it there. I've gotten some really cool stuff there. Um, but this is this is where I got it, and I needed to get it. But it's that original MXR flanger. Oh and wow! Yeah, Those super are... heavy. It we I I had taken it apart, and you can see that there are some pieces that were replaced inside. I have a uh, question. Can you fix those? Yes, you can fix pedals, but it's very hard to fix pedals. I only know two people who do it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because. I, I have a few of those like that, mm -hmm. that those I used to buy the, years ago, going back 20, uh, 20 something years ago. Anytime there was these local shops here in either in Berkeley, California or San Francisco, I, when I would find those, I would buy them because I, I that's like my favorite flanger pedal ever. So I probably have like four of those, four or five of those. And only one of them still works. The other ones, you step on them and they just go, they just make a bunch of noise and stuff. I know two people who can fix it. There's Alchemy, which is in Chicago, and they do like really good work. And then there's a guy mm -hmm. I know named John Franco. And he used to be an apprentice at Ernie Ball Music Man, and he texts mm. for um, the singer of the original singer of Skid Row, Sebastian Bach. I don't know why I was blanking on his name suddenly, <laughs> but he texts for him, and he <laughs> works. I my brain like. Uh, he texts <laughs> for him, and he works on pedals, and he fixes oh, cool. stuff. He's fixing stuff for me. He's he yeah, he's great. He's oh, taught me awesome. a lot too. He actually taught me how to build this, which I was showing you. Decided to build my own pedal. Um, what is that? What 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 does that do? This is called May I, and it's a rep. It's basically a copy of a Range Master. Um, so. You can see it here. Uh, it's by Jed's Peds, which they are in the UK. And the owner of Jed's Peds is so nice, and we've talked so many times. But, um, yeah, this is the first one that I had ever worked on. And it's a copy of a Range Master, which uh, Brian May uses one. Rory Gallagher is really popular for using one. Um, oh, so that cool. was my first venture into making pedals. Uh, but I do want to make a bunch of Phase 90s and paint on them and do a bunch of stuff so <laughs> oh right on yeah right on yes yeah. oh you 812 it's a treble booster 
Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. So, okay, so getting back to Van Halen pedals. So you got the phaser, you got the flanger, you got the, the yes. delay. I have the EC80. That's, I think, all I have because I like to go after I'm the 78 sound. So I want an, I want pickups up an Ibanez Destroyer. That's mm -hmm. what I want. And then I want to kind of copy that and put it in a Kramer. Um, I love, I mean, I've watched the Pete Thorne videos where he, tr he mm -hmm. goes through all the guitars and they think that it's the Ibanez Destroyer pickup, which it's like, it's Edward Van Halen. He's not going out and buying a million pickups. I mean, he's going to mm -hmm. be scrounging for anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is just like, me guesstimating who Edward Van Halen is as a person in his gear. Um, so I really do think it was that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't have all the like later stuff he used. My uncle has a picture of Ed, uh, Edward Van Halen in 1979. And at the very bottom of the photo, you can see his pedal board and it's very basic. I mean, you can see the phase 90 and then mm -hmm. it looks like just maybe like a channel and one other pedal that's probably delay of some sort, like a Japanese made delay that he took out on tour. I, I can't really tell. I've never seen the pedal before. Hmm. I feel like I've seen a lot of pedals, but I can't really make out what it is. Um, but I'm one of the people that I definitely chase after that 78 van halen tone it's my favorite oh that's that's great You're that's talking. great yeah i'm wondering what pedal that is um i'm not really sure you can't i mean i'll have to i'll have to send it to you i can text it to you right now it's is it okay because uh, it's not like the angle that my uncle took it from you can't see the full thing and I actually had Brad from Van Halen.com. He's, I think, their manager. He reached out to me and he was like, Do you have that photo? <laughs> Can you send it to us? Oh, and I, was like, yeah. I know so. Brad. I've known Brad for years. Oh, yeah. Really? He oh, he's a good friend of mine. He just he emailed me like two days ago and he was like, Hey, can you send us uh, your uncle's photos? He's like, I totally forgot to follow up. I had emailed him like last year. And he's like, wow. I'll get back to you. And he just emailed me actually like two days ago. And he's like, hey, I hope it's not like too late. <laughs> and I'm like, no, what's up? So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he, I had showed them the photos. And um, he's like, man, like it's a shame if Eddie was still alive. He would have loved this. And hmm. um, yeah, he was, he's been a really nice guy. I haven't actually like obviously met him or spoke to him on the phone, but I've emailed him back and forth. Mm -hmm. He's really nice. I've known uh, Brad for years. I I went to one of his birthday parties actually. Oh really? <laughs> years yeah. ago, yeah, because he lived. We we were, didn't live too far away from each other, and okay. usually I'd see him at the Nam show a lot a lot of times. Okay. And yeah, he's, a, like, he's a great great dude. Great dude. Yeah, I'm connected to a lot of the Van Halen people just over the years, just by chance. Um, mm -hmm. I just know Zach. For, I mean, he's an online friend of mine. That we, we just chat all the time about cars on mm -hmm. Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. His dad has cars. But my uncle, he knew Bob Alford. And I know Bob Alford photographed Van Halen a lot. And then I know Tony Misano, who was an assistant to Bob Alford. 
and he owns a printing shop still and he actually owns a guitar store in Michigan and he was on tour with Van Halen and back in the 90s and he started that Inside magazine yeah the remember that? yeah he he was the one who started that so I I got connected with him last year maybe the year before uh-huh. um he's really nice and he's got a lot of Eddie stories um and one of the guys he works with was at uh guitar center here in Hollywood and he's now out in Michigan but he built that when they gifted Sammy Hagar and Edward Van Halen the Cabo Wabo guitar yeah yes he built that Cabo Wabo guitar and he was like showing me on his Facebook. He's like, I built that guitar in like a day. <laughs> and he was like, the Cabo Wabo, that it. logo guitar. Yeah. That if, if you guys saw, I mean, here's how nerdy I am. Yeah. There was something called Viva Van Halen Saturday on MTV when the Cabo Wabo opened back in 1990. And I was too young at the time, but I, I kept calling that number to try to, you know, to win, to get to go down there. But, you know, um, but anyway, there's there's a part of that that show where they're sitting there, they're being interviewed by Ricky Rackman, and Eddie's holding a guitar, and he like plays on it a little bit, and it says it's the Cabo Wabo logo, and it's a Kramer. Yes. Oh, it's so, a Kramer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was a Kramer. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Yep. I thought it was just the guitar he built. No. Yeah. He, I've met him, and he he was incredible. I showed him. My uncle met him too. He was with me. But yeah, he was working on a bunch of Wolfgangs in the back of the print shop. <laughs> and I went in there and he was like, Yeah, this is this is me and I was like gluing it all together literally the night before they gave it to him. Cause I guess oh, wow. they were like, Hey, let's make this guitar, but at the last minute, if I remember the story correctly. And so he's like, Yeah, I'm like hurrying up and like painting it that night and like gluing it that night. So Wow. Yeah. He designed all of that. The last time I ever saw the guitar, I mean, I've never seen the guitar in person, but the last Mm -hmm. time, like, I saw, like, like an image or a video of it, MTV had this show called Cribs, and and they did one on Sammy Hagar and Sammy's house in Mexico, Mm -hmm. in Cabo. And that guitar is at Sammy's house in in Cabo, or it was at least 20 years ago. I know it was up at Cabo in they had some like glass section and it was hanging up he was showing Mm. you pictures i guess like his daughter Mm -hmm. was there taking pictures of it Mm um i was like oh my god built for i mean there's there's multiple people who've built for edward van halen over the years but that one was yeah that was that's pretty cool to hear his story and how he met eddie oh wow wow that's awesome that's awesome i'm trying to read some of these comments here i feel like i'm yeah, there's a lot of comments here. You guys, yeah. you, you guys are awesome. Chris King, yeah, I remember. You're right, Johnny. It was a Kramer. Oh yeah, it was definitely a Kramer. Because um, Edward was playing. He was playing. Him and F. Sammy were playing Kramer at the time. Let's see, I've seen Sammy play Kramer. Play Cabo Kramer. C. J. Lawrence says. Chris King, yeah, Sammy's wife was there. Right on. Sherman Callahan. Thank you so much. You gave us a, a super sticker with a, what is that, a, a fox or a, a bear or a cat? <laughs> Maybe that's a cat. Is that Ned? It's probably Ned. Ned's actually right here, but he's, he's taking a bath. 
Come here. I can see him. He's oh, come here. Come here. Come here. Okay, I, I have a nerdy him. question. Yes. The Frankenstrat in 1979. This is the nerdiest thing you can talk about. It, he had the black head. No, I'm serious. <laughs> he had the black headstock Frankenstrat for a while. The headstock was black. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly like the same neck that was on the was it the snake dragon guitar? Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? The, the dragon I biting feel, a snake. Yeah, I feel like uh, he took the neck Charvel. Off of that guitar. What? Huh? What? The the snake guitar. It was yes. Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But I he took the neck off of that guitar and put it on the Frankenstrat because then later on you see that there's a dick different neck on the snake guitar. Yeah. He was always changing the stuff around that body, that original Frankenstein body, which, you know, was black and white. And then he added the red, which the guitar became, you know, the red, black and white, like that's just his, you know, his uh, trademark. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that 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 body has had I think we actually I think we actually counted up one time like over over the years, you know, doing these shows. I think we counted something like I I don't know, something like 11 or 17 different necks on that guitar over the years. I forget which it was, if one of those numbers. But yeah, really yeah, it's, pr- it's probably that. the same neck, the same neck. Yeah. yeah. Because Maybe actually the original the original, yes, and the original mm-hmm. neck that was on, like the original Boogie Body's neck and body that he bought originally when it was black and white, that neck was actually on that Dragon Snake guitar too eventually in oh, 79. Okay. I think I've so, seen pictures. He was always changing the stuff around all, all yeah. the time. So, the The <laughs> pictures that my uncle has of his star guitar, which you've seen, he's got the Dan electro neck on it back mm-hmm. then. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I really loved to see in my uncle's photos was not only the black headstock Frankenstrat, but his Les Paul with both of the pickups in there, <laughs> which you, I mean, I, I, he probably didn't have it like that for very long and immediately took that pickup out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause back then he never used a neck pickup. He could never get a good sound you know with the amp you know he'd have the amp you know on on a setting sounded great in the bridge but once you got to the neck you know he thought it was too muddy so he would he would just tear the neck pickup out so it wasn't there you know most of the time and then and then you know eventually he went to two pickups with the earning ball music man you know i'm reading all these people that i know chris that yeah dimebag daryl has the bumblebee Mm-hmm. Is it was it did it have the black headstock neck on it when he gave it to him? Is that what he's talking uh, about? That I I don't. We, we what we would have to do is we, we'd have to find like the thing is it's like you you never know because you know there's all these photos over the years and the thing is Edward he he was always changing stuff up. Yes. As far as the guitars, he was always changing the pickups, always changing the necks all the time. So there might be a photo from like from like a year before or that year of like whatever guitar. But uh oh, we just lost Robbie. Um, b- but you never know. Who knows? But, I, um, 
I've seen a lot of different pictures over the years of him with all of his guitars. Um, it's always very interesting to just see how he progressed over the years. And I'm like, how much did he keep? <laughs> he must have had so much gear in his house. Oh, yeah. I don't know he had room for all that stuff. Kurt? Kurt Jeffries? Good, good to see you, man. Amanda, do you, do you know of Kurt Jeffries? Do you know who he is? Yes, I know that name. He 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 was the guy. He he was the guy that 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 won like the greatest contest ever. That's it. Yeah. The MTV Lost Weekend oh uh, contest. Gosh. That's him with Edward. That's him with Van Halen. He was the guy that got the cake in the face on stage in Detroit. Yeah. There's all that oh footage. Yeah, that's, that's Kurt. So he's cool. he's watching us right now. He's saying a quick hate, my man. We'll have Kurt to have my Jeffers. uncle on here and talk about his Van Halen stories. He, he always tells me one story. So he did an article about Van Halen that was released in the 80s in Detroit. And it was through the Detroit Free Press. And it uh -huh. was like a magazine that came out with the Detroit Free Press because it's Detroit Rock City. So that's what everyone's right. talking about all the time. Yeah. Um, but he was supposed to interview David Lee Roth. And he told me that the last minute he canceled because he was too wasted. And I, I always, in my, I always laugh because I'm like, that's the most David Lee Roth thing that you can hear about someone. <laughs> Just not being able to show up because he's too drunk. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like 1980 Van Halen. That was, I mean, or 1979. I can't remember which year it was. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Mm -hmm. But he did Definitely meet Sammy early. Hagar. Yeah. He what was Sammy that? Hagar in my uncle met Sammy Hagar in 78. Uh huh. Yeah, my mom was with him, um, and I think I sent you the pictures, too. Um, and that was at oh. Harmony House in Detroit. At a, it was like a, like a record signing or something. It was a record signing, yeah. And my yes. uncle, there were like three people there besides us. And so we got to just like hang and talk to him, and he signed a bunch of stuff. And that was at the time that Montrose was still in a feud. It was between Ronnie Montrose and him. And so he has the original Montrose album and there's like glasses drawn on, I think Sammy Hagar, or I think it was Ronnie Montrose. And they were like bickering back and forth between the signatures on my uncle's uh, vinyl cover. Oh, wow. Funny. Yeah. Wow. And so he interviewed Ronnie and Ronnie had some stuff to say about Sammy Hagar. <laughs> but oh, yeah, they man. did meet him and there's like, there's some cool photos that they have from that Harmony house. And you can see oh, like God. all the, it was from that red album. And so you can see him like jumping in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He's just like <laughs> doing one of those. <laughs> Very Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Oh, Sam, Sammy's cool, man. I, I mean, for, you know, I've been doing these, these Van Halen shows for years and people, you know, they're, they're like, man, you know, you know, the, the ultimate, you know, Roth or Hagar, you know, thing. And, and I'm always like, hey, I grew up on both. To me, it was it's all Van Halen. It's you know all Eddie. Um, but I've never met Roth, but but I um, I've met Sammy several times over the years, and he was always been just super cool, just super cool, just funny, just just funny dude, you know. I've known some people who've met uh, David Lee Roth in person, and one of them was my old manager. I worked at a restaurant in Ann Arbor. And he used to live in New York. He's like, I was hanging mm -hmm. out at my friend's house. 
I was mm-hmm. at one of his apartments, I guess. And he's like, is it cool if my friend Dave comes over to work? And this is, I think, when he was working as an EMT. And he's like, yeah, sure. I don't care. And he's like, and in walks David Lee Roth. And he's, he told me he was the nicest guy ever. Um, <laughs> I have no idea when that was. Probably the 90s, early 2000s. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've, I've never met anyone involved with Van Halen. Um like from the band, but my mm-hmm. obviously my uncle has met Sammy years mm-hmm. and years ago, pre Van Halen. <laughs> oh, that's cool, Robbie. What's up, John B? You're back. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to get the chat, and it just doesn't work. I'm really tech bad. Oh man, it it that's all good, man. It's all it's all good. I'm, I'm not great with technology either. I'm lucky I can do this. So. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm the one here pushing I know, I'm all like, the buttons. I press some buttons. I get really lucky. <laughs> I made it. What does this button do? Oh, whoops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. If I wow. wasn't a millennial, I wouldn't be making it. So. <laughs> really. <laughs> Oh, man, I got so lucky. <laughs> oh, man, man. Um, what were we talking about? Meeting band members? Yeah, Sammy I've met a bunch of times. Michael I've met a whole bunch of times. He even did the intro for my show. Um, yeah. Let's see. Edward I got to meet one time, and it was it was incredible. And I could have met him a few other times, and I, I wish I would have gone. I was invited to some some parties and stuff where he was at and and i i should have gone i was i was always like ah, i'll go next time next time and then yeah but um let's see alex i n- never met alex never met dave um but like like what you were saying earlier i've you know i've i've met a lot of people now around the van halen thing or people that were either uh in uh you know, photographers, radio, uh, you know, all, all types of people that were back in the day, you know, now, you know, meeting a lot of these people and stuff. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Everyone, it seems like everyone that was involved with Van Halen in some form are just like the nicest people. Immediately they like adopt you into their family. They're like, you are Edward Van Halen too. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone I know is so cool. because every everybody's a fan. E- oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody's was. A, I mean, that was just just an incredible. Ned, come here. He keeps walking by. I mean, every it, yeah, it's just a, an incredible thing. And you know, I see that I say this all the time, and it might be kind of cheesy, but we're we're very lucky that that we uh, we got to exist in the same time oh, with. Yeah. With with uh, I mean with with Van Halen with you know with the music, with the '80s music, you know all that stuff. I I got lucky because my uncle gifted my brother Van Halen one, and I just mm-hmm. happened to sneak into his room and steal it, and I was like, oh, I have to play guitar. <laughs> but <laughs> if it wasn't for my uncle, I probably would have never gotten. I mean, maybe my mom listening to the radio, but. I, from what I know about my uncle, he's a huge, huge Van Halen fan. 
the when he was first showing me his photos I had never seen before, um, <clears throat> he pulled out what's the original poster, like promo poster for Van Halen one that was up at the record store. Cause he told me, he's like, I remember hearing it on the radio when they first played it. And then I think he went out the next day and bought the album and then put mm -hmm. his name on that. And I have no idea how much that poster is worth, but it's, it's massive. Cause it was, it took up the whole window in the vinyl store, but he still has that. And it's so cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. I keep telling him, like, you got to get it framed. That's history. Like, they, the only stores got one of those. So who knows how many are still out there that, you know, have made it through people's moves and mm -hmm. floods and whatever else. But, yeah, it's it's super cool every time he pulls it out. It's the biggest Van Halen poster I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I was a huge Van Halen memorabilia collector for, for uh, well, I got into Van Halen in 85 because of that movie Back to the Future, you know, the oh, Eddie yeah. Riff that's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I bought 5150 when that was brand new. I bought 0812. So the, the late 80s Hagar years was really my time, my years. But mm -hmm. I went back and bought all the other albums too. So it was all, it was always just, you know, Van Halen, Roth, Hagar, you know, whatever. So anyway, I, um, I would buy a lot of them. That's how I ended up with like all this stuff. Like I'm giving away, you know, these vinyls and stuff. I have boxes full of this stuff because I, I used to just buy all this stuff all the time. And uh, by the way, yeah, we're giving this we're giving giving one of these away tonight. Let me see. We're 72 votes. Looks like Panama Hot for Teacher is is uh, in the lead. So we'll do that. Uh are you guys good with another another 10 minutes? Yeah. It'll be the two hours. We can do the 12-hour marathon next time. <laughs> Maybe. But look, look at this. This is pretty weird. Look at this. I, I bought this. I bought this when I was a kid. And, and I don't know why I did this. But this is one of those. Um, it looks like this is the one we're giving away tonight, actually. It's winning. Winning. Okay. It's it's one it's the hot for teacher and this is mint. This is like I bought this brand new. I wrote the date on the day I bought it. Apparently, October twenty seventh, nineteen ninety, is when I bought this. <laughs> I I don't know why I wrote that on there. Maybe I thought you know, maybe I thought oh in thirty years or whatever I'll I'll give it away on on a my own talk show, you know I don't know, but anyway Van Halen mint hot for teacher. It's part of the back to back hits. Warner Brothers collection that they were doing at the time. So it's Hot for Teacher and Panama. So we're going to give this away just in a, a few minutes. And if, as long as you're in the chat, you're entered. All you, all you got to do is is uh, type something in the chat. And you're... I'll get this right here. You're entered to win. But but anyway, yeah, so I, I, I had so many things. And unfortunately, about 20 years ago, I, I started selling my collection because just you know you move and you can't really carry a bunch of stuff around and, and and whatever so um so anyway so i i had so many things so i know like what you mean when you talk about like a poster like like van halen posters and stuff i would have been the guy like what poster what is it 
and and yeah. I would have known or I would try to get it or whatever. Um, Robbie has his own net over here. Look at that. This is Princess Zora. <laughs> Princess so Zora. Oh. That's my princess. Oh wow. Ned, come here. Ned. Oh, look at that. Donald Young is in the chat and he was asking me a couple days ago or maybe it was last week about how to paint his creamer. Um and I we were talking about it. And I'm pretty sure it was the canary yellow. So I did I did a couple of bodies that were used for the Eddie Van Halen bumblebee. And so I was trying to remember what that color was. And I'm pretty sure it was canary yellow. Really? Uh, yes. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. so, so the official name of that yellow was canary yellow? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, it's it's hard because I don't think the guy I was working with was using like the okay. exact paints that they get shipped to Fender. Um, mm -hmm. But you have to remember all that stuff is based off of car colors. Um, mm -hmm. Every everything they use, it just goes all the way back to the fifties, um, and you know when they're painting cars. Um, so if you can just find like color codes from the fifties or the sixties, that's typically what it was. Now, I don't know if that's what Edward Van Halen used on his guitar because he was probably just buying like aerosol paint. I have no idea where he bought it from. Um, but I do know that on those like official EVH guitars, I'm pretty sure my memory serves right. I'm like 80% sure it's canary yellow. Uh, that's what mm. someone told me. Cool. A lot of the people I was learning from um, worked with Chabellus or knew Ch uh, knows Chabellus in some form. Um, cool. I know yes. Chabellus. <laughs> yeah, I've I've I never did. met him. Oh, he he he's awesome. He, he's he's awesome. on my list of like cool people I want to meet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I people probably have or had prints. And like Michael Jackson and stuff. I have Chabellus and <laughs> 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 that's that's it for me. Yeah. I'll show you a photo. Yeah, I I would see him at the Nam show all the time. Um I actually I went to a uh, a gig where he uh where he played he played this guitar that he actually like invented himself and built oh really actually i'll send you the link the link is actually the show is on my channel here you can watch it and but he's wearing a mask he's wearing those, one of those wrestler masks but it's him but it's chip um let me see if i can find a, a quick photo this goes back years um let's see anyway yeah yeah Ah, I've got so many pictures. It's oh wait wait wait. Maybe uh, well, that was after. Usually around Nam time is when I would see him. Actually, well I'll show I'll show you this. We can geek out over this for a second. Here here's a like a side by side photo. This isn't me with Edward. The photo of Edward was from like like Wednesday let's say. Okay. And the photo of me is like Friday. 
So it's like it's like a, a day or two days apart, but that's the same guitar. Oh, that's so cool. That's the same Wolfgang. It, it was one of Edward's personal Wolfgangs that that was on display at the NAMM show that year. And um, so there's Edward playing it, and then there's me a couple days later so holding cool. it. Yeah, that's when I had a, a crazy mustache. <laughs> I love that burst on that Wolfgang. Oh, it's yeah. Beautiful. beautiful guitar, yeah. What is that uh, all the way at the very end of it? Like, is that a second bridge? Oh, down, down here. It, it's it's the um, what's well, the tail the tailpiece? Okay, yeah. This, yeah. I think uh, I think the strings the strings are going through okay. the. Uh, Interesting. I've never yeah, seen that. Yeah, yeah. It's the top. The top of the uh, the bridge. Let me see. Ah, it's still on me. Hang on. Chris is in the chat. Chris King saying paint names also change over the years. Amanda, I used to be a spread painter. Yes, they do change over the years. Like some of what I've noticed from painting myself is they some of the same colors have multiple different names. So what I know it as, someone else sometimes knows it as a different name, which is always interesting. Like Gibson will call certain stuff different colors than fender mm -hmm. um so it's like as a painter i feel like you have to learn everyone's language i'm still learning i i only started in 2018 so i it's not like i've been painting for you know 20 years or anything but <laughs> I, I will i, I try my best <laughs> i haven't painted a guitar for 20 years <laughs> well you gotta get back into it it's so much fun <laughs> Well, when you got when you were talking about earlier about about sanding the stuff, I'm just thinking about how uh, my fingers are just like burning from from the yeah. sandpaper and stuff. Because I I, I yeah. used to do I used I used to work at a shop years ago, and I I used to do that oh. stuff. That's so um, cool. Let's where am I? What year is this? 2014. I'm looking at. Anyway, yeah. Um, My uncle texted me and said he sent you a photo. I don't know what he sent you, but. Oh, was that, is that what? Okay, yeah, let's see. I just looked down and checked my phone and I saw that popped up. So. Uh, was it this one? Let's see. We, we, we've, I've gotten several, several oh, okay. pictures. Oh, here it is. Wait, wait a minute. So who did that? <laughs> Here. Oh, is this the Montrose album? Yeah. Yeah. The Montrose. My uncle always tells me Ronnie was so nice to meet. He's like the nicest guy out of everyone. So Ronnie, Ronnie did that? Yeah, you can see his thing. And then he made a made the little bubble that says "I'm so pretty," and then Sammy Hagar drew the glasses on Ronnie. Oh, oh, they I see. Few. Yeah, <laughs> you can see it. Were they there together? No, my uncle met. Like I said, he met Sammy at that signing, and then in 1980, uh, 
my uncle was there with the magazine he was with interviewing Gamma and they were opening up for ACDC on the Back and Black tour. So he brought that with him and he had him sign it. Oh, when okay. he interviewed him, yeah. Okay, cool. He got to live the life I wanted <laughs> and met everyone and saw everyone back in the day. So I wish I could have been alive and honestly saw all the stuff that he, all the concerts he saw. He saw everyone in their prime. Um, I, what I wouldn't give to trade <laughs> memories, <laughs> honestly, to be that close to Van Halen in 1979 and 1980. And he, yeah. he played twice here or back home in Michigan in 1980 on the uh, um, Cobo Hall. And he went to both nights. Uh-huh. So jealous. Mm. He can still hear. <laughs> he can still hear for sure. <laughs> but, yeah. He he got to meet everyone. Mick Ronson, who was David Bowie's guitar player, uh, Ian Hunter, Eddie Money, all of Journey, like wow. the original lineup of Journey. Um so many people. I'm blanking because he tells me stories all the time. Very okay, I found a photo here. And hey, yeah, we've got a few more minutes. You guys, don't leave. We're going to spin, and we're going to go for the uh, the Panama Hot for Teacher 45. Everybody in the chat, as long as you've typed something, you'll be entered to win. I'll show you a couple pictures I just found. You were talking about Chip. Here's me and, and Chip at, at uh, Fender. Oh, that's so uh, cool. 24. 14 15 it was before the it was before the the van halen 2015 tour okay so it was before that it was before that but there we are and yeah there's my old dog howie um who was just uh the greatest yeah i think chip had a dalmatian as well so we both had dalmatians but but yeah yeah they were yeah awesome dude awesome dude um and then did you, uh, want, did you want to ask about your color of your guitar johnny and the and uh the graphic huh did you want to ask about the color for your guitar or the graphic oh sure sure okay let's let's do this let's how do where am i <laughs> okay 62 entries okay look at this okay all right, you guys, we're going to spin for, for this this 45. Here it is. 62 entries. Wow. You guys. All right. So if, if you've been lurking the past two hours, now's the time to say at least hi in the chat or say anything or let us know where you're, where you're watching from. I can't win, but I'm, I'm in Santa Cruz. There we go. <laughs> so let us know. Let us know. Just type something in the chat right now. We got 64 entries. And then, uh, actually, yeah, yeah. What was that, Robbie? Which start a poll? Let's. let's I'll. I'll type that right now. What should we say? Like, well, the, the... pick out pick out some colors. What color for it to be? And then the graphic. Should it be you with a beard? You without a beard? Or Ned? Okay. JB beard, JB 
no beard or Ned. Let's see. There's so many new people in this chat. Yeah. They're, they're all popping up. I love this. Oh, it, it, it's it's incredible. All right, there's a there's a uh, there's a, a poll in the chat. What graphics should be painted on my guitar? Um, what? Did you hear that? Really? Come here. What do you think? Come here. <laughs> Ned says me. Come here. You are painting me. Come here. Come here. A realistic Ned. Ugh. There he is. There he is. Oh, yeah. hey, Ned. This, this, this is yeah. my guy right here. Okay, so in the chat, um, um, uh, <laughs> Amanda is going to paint a guitar for me. So... There's some some ideas for for a graphic, and then um, and just type type in in the uh, in the chat what color you guys think it should be. Pick a color, pick a color, and I'll I'll go through the chat and and we'll uh, we'll see uh, which which color is uh, mentioned the most. But yeah, there's there's Ned right there. There he is. All right, sixty eight sixty eight entries for the Van Halen Hopper Teacher Panama. 45. All right, you guys ready? Whoops. Hang on. Wow. Look at all those names. Cheech. Cheech is the winner. Panama, Hot for Teacher 45. Cheech. Congratulations. <laughs> it's not rigged. She's unrigged. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys, there's a phone number. There's actually I'll just I'll just put the number in here. 415-952-3263. That's the phone number right there. Cheech, you want to text that number. You here we go. You want to text where are we? There we go. Text that phone number. Text where where to send and I will send this off uh, tomorrow. What is tomorrow? Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll send that off. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, Cheech. Congratulations. Cheech, Panama 45. There we go. All right. Awesome. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of names. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of new people around here. Um it's it's just been it's been amazing it's just incredible just so many so many awesome people watching these shows and just the positive po the positive you know vibe and the, the yeah. all that stuff it's just it's a great yeah I, I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for this chat room mm -hmm. oh same yeah everyone's so great i i and i don't know i i don't know if law laz already left but he was writing me all day long. He's like, we got to we gotta meet up tonight. So I have no idea what they're doing. Um, but I'll probably go hang out with them. They're <laughs> going to the, they're gonna be at the whiskey tonight. 
Yes, yes. They're going to see our friend Dane. Our friend Dane's band is opening up for Striper tonight oh, at the okay. Whiskey. So they're going to be there tonight. That's so cool. They're probably there. They're probably there right now, actually. Yeah. Actually, he he called. He called earlier, and I had I had him on the line it, for a little bit, and then he, and then he hung up eventually. Let's let's let me just call him back really quickly. Let's see if he answers. See, this time I'm making the call, you guys. Usually people call me. Now I'm calling. Hello. Hey. Hey, what's happening? Hey, we're you, dude. You're live right now on on the Johnny Bean exclusively live. Van Halen show, dude. Laz. No, it's not true. I tried to call earlier. It didn't work. No, you did call, but I had the I had the line open. I was waiting to take your call, but then we we were talking, and you just you hung up eventually. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I was confused. Am I live right now? Yes. No, I'm not. Y- you are. Hey, say say hi to Octopus Ears. Octopus Ears. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's <laughs> up, man? Johnny? Are you actually actually live right now? Yes. Yeah, we're hanging out outside the whiskey. Right on. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're. We've got like minstrels singing in the street corner over here. <laughs> Trying to make dinner. You're, you're, um, we got. Where Where are you actually? Of, are you actually at the whiskey right now? Yeah, we're standing outside. Can we here? We're tur- standing outside. At tur- the tur- whiskey in line. Turn the camera up here. I'm gonna video call you. All right, all right. Let Let's Let me see the whiskey. There you are. Okay, so you're outside. That's the whiskey right there. All those people are in line to see Dane. And we're waiting for Dane. We're waiting for Dane so we can get uh, so we can get our tickets. Mm-hmm. And he'll be here in about like five minutes. I can't even hear you, man. It's so loud over here. Uh huh. What? Hey, look, that one's matched up. That was funny. Talking to my ear. Huh? I can't, can't hear. <laughs> Dude, what's it like there, man? It's awesome. It's it's cool, man. It's Los Angeles, you know. Dude, yeah. you must be exhausted, man, because you you were up here till like midnight, and I'm like, dude, you got to go to bed, man. I'm living on coffee right now. I'm living on coffee. I had four hours of sleep, and oh, we drove what? Seven hours down to six, seven hours down to Kiesel, then about two and a half hours up to JJ's. Dropped off my uh, pedal board and all that stuff. Oh, there he's calling. He Sims is calling. I gotta answer this. Okay. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. Uh oh, hang on, my, my microphone is falling off my desk. <laughs> this isn't good. Oh crap. Hang on. That's technical difficulties. Yeah, there we go. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to tighten it. Okay, he put me on hold. Here I'll just hang up. That's cool. So yeah. There you go. They're they're hanging out. They're gonna be at the whiskey tonight. So so everybody subscribe to my channel. <laughs> everybody subscribe. I got seven. I think I subscribe to you. Excuse me. I'm pretty sure I'm sus- subscribed to you. Thank if you. Subscribe. I basically you. only use YouTube to watch this show. Uh-huh. Or random references. <laughs> 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 I promise. Here we go. I'll, I'll, I'll throw Robbie's uh, channel into the chat. 
And then uh, Amanda, do you have any, any pages you want you want to share out? Um, I primarily just use my Instagram, and I know I've, there's been a lot of people in the comments constantly asking me questions on like refinishes or finishes or just questions about uh, restorations or just modding guitars, and they can reach me on my Instagram, um, which okay. is uh, Miss Ms Detroit underscore. And I think my account's private right now, but if you add me, I'll add you, and you can ask me any questions. Hey, man, we're out in front of the, the whiskey. I can, I can hear you at all, it's loud. I can see that. You, you are out in front yeah, of the whiskey. Cool. Right on. Somebody's got their, their Porsche running over here. Anyway, so we're on Sunset Boulevard, you guys. That's yeah. awesome, man. Hey, Amanda, I can see you, Amanda. Who else what's is up, there? Man? You got somebody else, Robbie, right? Yeah, it's Amanda and Robbie. Robbie, what's up, what's Robbie? Up? Right How's it going, man? There goes a, a, a Paturbo, Porsche Paturbo down the road. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're here, man. We're, we're walking up there. They got some nice cars here to check these out. Oh, wow. Ooh, nice. Laz, go for a test drive of one of those for us. Yeah, they're closed, man, but there is some guy in there. Oh, look at that thing. Yeah, I, I would love to test drive one of those. That would be fun. <laughs> Without a doubt. Sometimes you want to give your information. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to give my information. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'll dude. Hand my, I'll hand him my Chase Sapphire card and say, here you go. How much is the gas? <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, so we're just walking. This is awesome. I can't hear you guys at all, but I don't know if Amanda's going to come up, up here tonight, but... Yes! 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 Tickets for me and my, my buddy here, Octopus Ears. I think they're sold out otherwise. Oh, check out what I'm wearing, dude. <laughs> that was that Guns N' Roses show with uh, Wolfie. Yeah, Wolfgang. that's right. I thought that I'd wear that tonight. Cool. But uh, yeah, I think I think we're gonna go to JJ's tonight. We already dropped off our gear. He's probably selling my pedals right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no he's actually probably playing All our guitars. Our, my Frankie's there. Zap is there. Your Delos is there too. Or yeah, yeah his Delos is a uh, really nice, nice Kizil guitar, or what I like to call Kissel. 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 So you, you guys had a great time over there. Oh, he's at the he's at the he's at the Roxy. The Roxy. Yeah, the rainbow. So we're gonna meet him in the rainbow. I guess it's like you know a bar and grill. Mm-hmm. So they call it the rainbow bar and grill. <laughs> cool. Right on, man. Yeah, Dude. he said he's parking here somewhere. Cool. Well, have a have a great time, man. I, he's running on four hours sleep. Oh my goodness! 
I can't even imagine. I can imagine. I've there's been times where I've I've gone to L.A. and you're just exhausted and it's, it's like a, you're dreaming. Yeah. Wait, you can't hear me. I didn't think about that. You can't hear me. No, I can't because I'm away from all the noise. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're almost there, right? Yeah, is that the entrance? Oh, okay, there. This is takeout. I walked right by the entrance. I guess the entrance is to a, a gate. Yeah, here you go. This is it. The rainbow. Oh, yeah. Lenny. Lemme. Lemme. All right, anyway. So I don't know where they're at, but... <laughs> Are they sitting down? I don't know where they are. Alright. <laughs> Smash that thumbs up, you guys. We're live from Hollywood. We're gonna see if we can find oh I gotta answer the phone again. Okay. Alright, I'll see you later, man. Have a good time. <laughs> right, Ned just said goodbye too. That was so cute. <laughs> Come here, you. Come here. I'll turn my mic down a bit. Wow. To the person who is telling me, I'm just catching up on comments that I know a lot about guitars. I got really lucky, and a lot of the master builders at Fender Custom Shop helped me, <laughs> and they taught me a lot over COVID lockdown. So I got super lucky that they wanted to help me learn about guitars. Um, there's not many women who work on guitars. I think I'm like one of like six, maybe seven. Oh, wow. That I know of. Yeah, there's not a lot of women. Um, the the two, my two favorites at Fender Custom Shop is uh, Jason Smith and his dad used to own Fender in the 80s and the 90s. It was known as the Dance Smith era. Um, and his work is incredible. And Mary Shishoff. He's the one who puts all the diamonds in guitars. He's incredible. Oh, oh my God. So good. Hello? Hey, we're back. We're, uh, we're waiting for Dane. Dane's going to show up any minute. He's going to come walking up off the Sunset Boulevard. Dane will be rocking. Dane Zimmerman. That's awesome, dude. Rockstar, rockstar Zane, Dane, Zane, Zane, Dane, Dane Zimmerman. He's going he's gonna to be opening for Striper tonight. That's, that's, aw- that's incredible. Amanda, are you going are you going to go watch? Yeah, I want to go watch. You're going to check him out? I think he was saying that, that they only, they, I think you're going to have to get a ticket or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're sold out tonight. And and he was able to get two guest list tickets for us, so we got lucky. But any I can go now, and hang out with him after. This, this guy looks around. like, that guy almost looks like him, but mm-hmm. it's not him. Well, there he is. He's that's right he that's him right there. Wait, was that him? Oh, there, there he is. There's Dane. There's Dane. It took months to get this. 
It did take months to get that. Yeah. I thought you were I just, drove all across Europe. I thought you would have just nailed it. I, I, I drove all across <laughs> Europe and all the way across California for you for that sugar. Let me get my, <laughs> let me find my senior yeah, and I'll get you tickets. All right, cool, dude. I got tickets. Awesome. Dude, you're, I owe you, man. That's that's good. Let's go inside. We're gonna go inside. Get you a drink. We're gonna get these guys a drink. So I don't know. Should we stay live or should we just? Uh, oh no. These guys can do their show. Huh? Can you can you hear me? Hey Dan. How you doing, man? Go ahead. We're gonna we're, go ahead. We're gonna call it. We're gonna call it. Have a great time. Have a great have a great time tonight. Bye. Bye. See you guys. All right. <laughs> See you, man. <laughs> wow. See, technology is so weird. Dude, that's cool. That's awesome. By the way, if you guys, Amanda's uh, uh, Instagram right down there. So make sure make sure to, to connect. I will add and you. Norm awesome. Norm says I'm from Livonia, Michigan. So cool. I wasn't far away. I grew oh. up in Pinckney, Michigan, which is uh it was like an hour away. Forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lived in Ann Arbor for like good eleven years and then right before I moved to California I was living in Dearborn and I was actually working at the Henry Ford Museum over there oh so. cool mm-hmm. i'm I super into classic cars so I, I was born in livonia michigan yeah 1962 oh, no way. that's so cool rockstar 5150 where are you from oh it says fenton oh nice the michigan people they're showing up my my mom and my uncle grew up in farmington um which was near the Detroit area. So mm-hmm. that I know that they, my mom told me uh, they didn't live too far away from all of uh, Bob Seger's band. They like, all lived in the same area. And I think they, my mom went to the same school Alice Cooper went to school. So just like all those people are all in that same area. And I, I mean, being in Ann Arbor, I learned how to play guitar from Bob Seger. <laughs> Touring member bands because they just all hung out over there. Oh wow! So. Awesome. Lots of Michigan history in here. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I've never been there. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go soon. It's it's definitely worth going during the Woodward and Dream Woodward Dream Cruise time. Um, I don't know how it is now because of COVID. Uh, but that's always mm-hmm. the time to go to like see a bunch of cars because people come in from all over the country um, to drive their cars, and that's always the best time to go. Cool. Reading all these. So how's that chat looking, Johnny? The chat. The chat. Is I cruising. voted for this graphic. I don't know if oh. I'm allowed to, but I voted. <laughs> Oh yeah, we got thirty-two votes. Everybody's saying Ned. <laughs> That's weird. We got twenty-five percent. It's like twenty-five, twenty-five, fifty. That's like really weird. 
percentage. Yeah, you got you see 25 that? beard, 25 no beard, and then the rest dead. That, that that's that's wild. 50-50 for you that's versus wild. cat. All right. All so right. We got, we got we got Ned graphic. We got oh yeah, I agree. Ned graphics. Cool. Cool. How about the All color? Right. The color, we're going to have to go back and, well. I keep saying purple. You keep but saying that's purple? up to you. That's up to you. Alonzo, what's up? Let's do a, let's, uh. Pick a color. Okay, purple. What's another good one? Black, white, pink. Everyone's saying stripes in here. I know. I'm you know, it's not a striped guitar. Sorry, guys. I can. You can't put a, you can't put a graphic on a stripes. The stripes are a graphic. Purple, you black. You can play with fire and pink. graphic over the graphic. <laughs> Ned with shades and Johnny's hat playing a guitar. Oh, that's cool. Yes. I mean, actually, I we do have. We do have this graphic because, you know, Ned has his own T-shirts. I don't know if you ever saw. They're actually, there actually is this. That's what we do. That's Look at it. that. <laughs> there actually is that graphic does exist or it's a photo. It's, a, it's an actual photo that I took. That I took of him, but. But uh, Thank you, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. The Ned graphic yeah. like that. Jack, and I then, only do paintbrush work for right now. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be by hand with the brush. Just as good. Let me see. Okay, so one, two. I can only do four options for colors. So here, here's some colors right there in, the, in, the, uh, in a pole. <laughs> Pink, black, purple, and yellow. Is this going to be banana <laughs> yellow? Like vibrant yellow. Yeah. Or what was that yellow you said earlier? Canary yellow. Canary yellow. I kind of want to do purple, but it's not my choice. But I, I'm still voting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can even vote. I can't vote. I'm it's letting me. I can't even see the chat. <laughs> I have vote my now. phone up next to me. Because <laughs> some people were asking me questions and I wanted to respond. I'm not signed mm -hmm. in here. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I can vote because it's my. Uh, I can't even see it. Where? I can't even see it on mobile. Do you see it on mobile? The 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 um the poll. I don't even see it. Hmm. Maybe it doesn't work on mobile. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so far, so far, purple is in the lead. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like definitely. that purple of the Beretta. Yeah, I like that one, too. Yeah. The Beretta, that Beretta special purple. Mm -hmm. Or even a metallic purple. A metallic purple is cool. That that was a cool. 
There it is, right there. That that purple. Yes, that's such a cool purple. Love it. That, yeah. That's awesome. That would be cool. That that with a Ned graphic on it. That would be awesome. That's what you want. That would be awesome. Even with only doing black stripes. Like you could do black stripes and then just keep it all the stripes away from where Ned is. So it's still striped. Mm -hmm. Striped purple Ned guitar. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, technically Ned is striped. You know, <laughs> if you look if you look at Ned, he See, actually now we're has, playing my games. <laughs> he actually has stripes. There's a nice photo I took of Ned a couple days ago. I mean look at that. There's some nice There you go. There we're he is. The hey you Hey you, come here. Come here. Um, Look at all these Donald. Stars. I don't know if that's a question. We we got to figure out what exactly he used for that original Bumblebee. I'm gonna do a lot of research and digging. The original. Well, Go ahead, Robbie. Supposedly, it was painted by Wade Charvel, the first one. That's right. Now there were. There was others made by Schechter after, mm -hmm. out of softer wood that worked better with the rig he was playing through at the time. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you'll get a reply from Wayne. But if I keep bothering him, he'll. <laughs> <laughs> if I find where he lives and knock on his door, he can't avoid me. Well, he's in California somewhere, so. Right somewhere, he'll tell me. Well, his his whole shop burned down that fire a couple of years ago. Oh, really? I think he opened up a new one. He, he does it with his son. Okay. There was that's, there was the that fire up north north of me. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he lost all his stuff in that, and I hear he started trying to start it up again. Hmm. I think they called the guitars Rock Legend. Oh, yeah, that's right. I hear so many companies, and they just, like, feel, like, they're just all compiled in my head. But <laughs> I feel like I can't keep track. <laughs> that's right. Huh? Oh, you want to go outside. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> Ned wants to go out. He wants to go out. What time is it? I know we said a couple hours. We're at a couple and a half hours now. If you, you, got time are... for, you got time for another Uncle Robbie story? Sure. Yeah. If you have time. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I'll yeah. Talk. I got the time. And I'll tell you what. Right over here, if I could get a hold of it. Yeah. Here it is. Come on. Come on. This is this is grumpy old people. I am grumpy. <laughs> I am the grumpy old people. I, I, I went to pirate school, you know. They teach you three letters at pirate school. They teach you. They teach you R. And they teach you hey. And they teach you I. <laughs> That's as far as the education goes. This mm -hmm. this story has a lot to do with this box. This box is a splitter. 
okay? From mm -hmm. one amp into two amps, all right? When you hit this switch, you get the biggest, noisiest crunch you ever imagined. I was playing through a 100-watt Marshall Super Lead with a 412 cabinet, the square one, not the tilt. And I had a 1968 PV 100-watt with two electric voice speakers in it. This is the old PV that had the, the ceramic uh, heat, heat soaker in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's actually what killed the amp because that went bad and I couldn't find one and all that. So one day in the afternoon, I take the Super Elite out there in the cabinet. I put the PV 100 watt on top of that and I put the 100 watt head on top of the PV. And I hook them both together with this switch, okay? So we have 200 watts running into this click switch, right? I had my double neck. I'm in the backyard. And I had this, it was a Beck Spear tray. When I was a kid, I had this Beck Spear tray. And I used to put the weed in there. And I I smoked the weed, you know, like a kid does. Uh, probably a lot of you already just keep doing. But, uh. You know, and it was it was still the sun was still up. So I went into Zeppelin set, you know. I must have played for two and a half hours. And the last song I did was Stairway to Heaven. I knew all the bootleg versions, so I knew all these extra parts that went in it and everything, you know. So I'm playing that, you know, and I hit this I hit this thing and it goes crunch and then wah you know another 100 watts comes blasting out and, and I'm playing the Zeppelin and these these cops came up right and they waited for me to finish before telling me that I got a complaint okay by this time it was dark you couldn't see the Beck Spear tray they didn't step on it just fortunate for me. And uh, they said, well, we're going to give you a warning because we got a complaint from the music. You know, this is after they stood there and watched me play for God knows how long. It could have been half an hour, maybe longer. And uh, I said, oh, the people right here complained, like the people that lived on the other street right through my backyard, which would be like, they would be getting it right there, you know. And they told me no. They said no. Your your complaint came from Seagirt. Now I lived in Howell. The Seagirt was all the way at the shore. It was about seventeen miles away, and that's the people that called. Seventeen miles away, two hundred watts of power. I guess the wind was blowing that way. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Oh, wow, man, no way. I was I was a good Zeppelin player. Obviously, I had the double neck. I played everything off the albums, so I knew how everything went, and I did that with the bootlegs. So it must have been entertaining for those the cops to just sit there. You know, I think there was two cars, four people, four officers, you know, watching me play for, you know, until it got dark, and it, that must have taken at least a half an hour or more. And, uh, yeah, you know, 17 miles away, 
was where they got to complain from a whole other township. So, wow. yeah, in this box, can you imagine? I mean, you're talking about an extension cord coming out of the garage, and uh, you know, of one of these, one of these old kinds of boxes, you know that that you plug into. Like I, I still use, if you could see that, right? Pretty low tech, <laughs> you know. If you saw my rig, you would be like low tech. <laughs> All the distortion, everything is from the volume because I had those things picked. You know, that was it. It, it. All you had. And then, you know, you have all those wattage and everything and all the noise that comes out of your Marshall, you know. This was like in 1980. And and then you you click this thing and it's like, it's like, you know, putting electric into Frankenstein's monster. You know, it's like, I couldn't believe that they actually waited for me to finish. They weren't going to stop me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another Uncle Robbie story. We'll get a fake campfire and, you know, get fake marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome, dude. I have a pedal that's kind of similar, and, like, the clicking sounds exactly the same, and it's a Mutron Blue Clipper. And it was said to be the first distortion pedal, even before MXR did the Distortion Plus. Um, so they were the um, Dan Armstrong pedals, and they plugged into your guitar. But I have yeah. one that was recased. Someone recased it, and so it's, like, adjustable, and I love it. And it, as soon as you click that on, it's like, poof. And you would Wait, not what'd you call it? it? The Blue Clipper? Blue Clipper, yeah. I ha I think I have one of those, but I have the kind that 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 it's a box and you plug yes. it into your guitar, yes. and then you plug into it. Mm-hmm. I but have mine, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what this is. It goes into the guitar, goes in here, and each amp goes to one of these. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. there's no, you know, there's no safety stuff here. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, distortion box for me back then was like the big muff, you know, the one with yeah. the high symbol on it. Yeah. Of course, if you're playing through uh, power like that, you don't need a big muff. That's just a waste of time. But if you're cranking your 100-watt Marshall up all the way, and then that 100-watt PV, too. I still want a big muff, though. I'm a David Gilmore fan, so I got to have that big muff. Also, Ernie Obviously, I was insane and probably still am. <laughs> if I could turn my amp all the way up, I'd probably just use that. I did it once with at my uncle's house because he lives out in the forest, like in the middle of nowhere. And people thought that mm -hmm. there was an actual like ACDC concert going on, apparently. Uh -huh. <laughs> but it was just me. Just My uncle's like, we got to turn it all the way up because I have a 1976 twin reverb. So it's got the master volume and it pops out. He's like, you got to turn it all the way up and pop it out. And it's got the original speakers too. And so it's like, oh, just like, oh God, don't blow the speakers. Don't blow the speakers. But I used to hook speakers up to the Marshall, right? I take twist wires off the speaker cabinet or I take, I take a, 
a quarter inch jack and strip the ends off and like twist them onto the wires of the speaker. You know, the one that goes to the second cabinet I didn't use. And I'd put it on top of the amp. And I'd jam out and I'd watch that speaker burst into flames, you know, right there on the amplifier. That was kind of a hobby for me. I kind of like doing, you know, just just burning it up. It's not like it blows up. It smolders. It catches on fire. Mm -hmm. A real Jimi Hendrix. I I wouldn't put myself in that category of the man or... For the uh, show, for the show, you're know, doing Hendrix. <laughs> I, I could, I could be entertaining. I will say that. You know, you I, go. I played so I played around shows when I was a kid with the hundred watt, and, and that PV. And you know, I went to a, uh, a, a school dance. It was a, a, a Catholic school dance, right? And I had the marshal and my gong, right? Everybody knows my gong, right? Let's see. Can you see the gong back there? Right. Is that is that the gong that story you were telling us last night on Twitch? Is it... Yes, yes, that's the same oh gong. Oh gosh. Yeah. That was crazy. See, I, used, I used to ride my skateboard around, right? Like when I rode skate my skateboard, I played ain't talking about love. And I, I wiped out the 12 string went, you know, I ate concrete, the 12 string goes flying, hits the sidewalk, and goes gong, and it just sticks there like this. And uh, I, w- I had enough time to actually grab it before it fell anymore. And that that twelve string still has a has a dent in the in the headstock. I still have it, but uh, I I'd ride around with the gong too, right? I'd put the gong on my back and I'd skateboard with it, and I skateboarded up to this bar, right? It was the Old West Bar in Howell, New Jersey, real dive. And I went in there. They always had bands, and the bands played so. I went in there and actually gonged along with the band, you know, in, <laughs> in certain spots I would tastefully gong. I know how to ring the thing. You don't just smack it. There's ways of playing the gong. And uh, I did that. And then they, they were done. And uh, the house music came on. And then I went up to the bar. So I'm at the bar. and I'm getting a drink with the gong like this. And I'm hanging out with people. And then one of them would kind of turn it back. And I'd, I'd take that gong out. And I hit it right, right like three inches from their ear, you know. Now, wah, you know, I got them. Oh, they kind of chased me around the bar a little. I'd get, I'd get into another seat, have another drink with the gong on my back, and I did that probably about six or seven times until they, they chased me out of the bar. Finally, you know, I got kicked out of the bar, and I'm, I'm on my skateboard and I'm rolling home, and I eat it. I just eat pavement, and. uh I wake up on the side of the road, the gong's on one side of me, the skateboard's laying on the other. I just get up and, you know, keep skateboarding home, you know. So later on, when I got my van, I I hung the gong from the, you know, from the roof of the van when I drove down the road. And uh, it would just totally blind anybody, that, you know, put headlights into that thing, oh, forget it, you know. You come up behind it, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I did that too. You know, I I'm gone. You know, my God, my van. You know, that that stuff's uh, like, like I mentioned, I I probably was insane and continue to be the till this day. Uh, I'd imagine it but, keeps uh, life interesting. <laughs> you, you never know what's gonna happen if you're crazy. So why not? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Yeah, you should like always blow something up. It's fine. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> yeah, I always carry your dog. I, 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 yeah, I can't. I probably couldn't do that now, but you know. <laughs> I would not skateboard. I'm 30, and I'm like, I'm gonna kill myself. My <laughs> my friend <laughs> is actually one of my really good friends is Steve Caballero, like really good friend of mine. And he's what well, he's like 63 now. And I'm like, how are you still <laughs> how are you still skateboarding? I feel like all my bones would not work. And I <laughs> I'm like that right now and I'm 30. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine. I can't do it now. I can barely walk. Yeah. I don't really walk, I lunge, you know, I scare small children in the supermarket. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I can't walk right now. <sighs> I haven't put it together, but you can see I painted Steve, a, a pedal. So I put his like logo of his dragon on there, and it's like a volume trouble booster type oh, pedal. Oh wow! Yeah, so I did awesome. this a while ago. It was it just oh. happened to be sitting right here, so I was like, oh yeah, there's very cool. Steve. I mean, I played at a high school Catholic school dance, right? They were going to pay me five hundred dollars to play at this dance, so you know I had to do everything. By myself, I could get people to play along with me. They'd always like not do the rhythm right in a bridge or something, and I need that lead to be just right. You know, I'm a, I'm on the album with Jimmy Page. I want this stuff right, and a lot of leads he does, the the lead breaks are different, and uh, you know, so I ended up I had a one of the first rolling drum machines, right, that you could program. Yeah, I had one of those, and I had a uh, the Gong and the Marshall and the Double Neck. Right, so I go there and I'm like, I try to get through my first set, and these kids are going crazy. I mean, I played "She's a Woman" by the Beatles, and they were all kind of really loud and jumping around. And uh, then when I I played a Hank Williams song, right, and they went absolutely nuts. They were all bunny hopping around the room, totally out of control. I had to turn the PA off because uh, you know it was getting feedback from their screaming. <laughs> and then the people at the church gave me a check for a thousand dollars just so I would stop playing. I need to start just blasting my music. <laughs> I want those kind of checks. <laughs> you know, that was crazy. I did a I did a VFW place, right? Uh -huh. And I played for quite a while. And it really wasn't until I tried to uh, well, I I would do the national anthem with my teeth with the Marshall. And by that time, I had a six-string guitar, and, uh, and they they paid me off to leave, too. You know, these old guys, they didn't mind when I was kind of doing, you know, normal stuff. But once I started playing my teeth and all this and the National Anthem at the same time at the BFW, they were like, oh, this guy's got to go, you know. <laughs> so they paid me off, too. And uh, then I had another one I did. I did, I did the fireworks show in Howell, New Jersey. But a big deal out of it, you know. And I'm, I'm there with the Marshall, and these kids are, like, putting their ear right in the speaker. They're, like, you know, they're, like, right in the speaker. And, and I, I, you know, I'm playing. I'm, like, I'm not responsible for these kids if they, you know, lose their hearing, you know. And everything was fine. You know, I could, you know, play, play songs, play a set. And then the fireworks started to go off. And when the fireworks went off, I played the national anthem with my teeth and they paid me off to leave then also. <laughs> A real Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Dude, you should be busking, man. Now when I went when I got held here in Oklahoma, they were they were horrifying. It was like, you know, you're not Woody Guthrie, you know? 
what's this loud music? What's this loud amplifier? Yeah, I was, of course, that was a while ago. I came out here in 92, but I did not get a warm welcome. Even to this day, there are musical societies in Norman that, you know, look horrified when they see me if they're doing some sort of porch jam they do around here at the old houses. Yeah, mm -hmm. they look, you know, they, they, they kind of, you know, look scared. <laughs> That's everyone who knows me when I pick up a guitar, so I'm with you. <laughs> really. That's how I feel. Like I'm so sorry I haven't practiced in a week. It's gonna be horrible. <laughs> Sometimes, like I work on a song for a video now and work for two weeks to try the try to do the musical box by Genesis. And I mean, I had to do. Uh, I had to do five to one by the doors just to release pressure, just to, you know, just to play something, put a video out there so YouTube doesn't like stop putting me on short, on short streams and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I knew that from a kid. I, I had lots of stuff I used to play when I was a kid. But uh, this one, I got it close. I got it close, but it's not really. I want to have those Steve Hackett leads right on. Could be the first time that electric guitar was tapped. Even there's two tapping spots. They're not. They're they're they're, they're pretty short. You know. You know. He's like. Uh, that's it. Then the next time it's in a different key. But uh, you know. So I'm still working on that, and I think that would be an accomplishment for me. And after that, what I'd really like to do is "Bad Out of Hell" by Meatloaf. That's a really big ask. All transposing all the. The, the keyboard parts, the whole intro, and then, of course, I have the gong, so I can hit that. But uh, I think I can handle a voice. I think I can sing the meatloaf. I really do. But uh, there's a lot of work in there. You got Todd Rundgren's guitar work, which is like off, way off the hook, if you will, mm -hmm. right? Representing. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't given up on the musical box. If, if there is anybody out there that's interested in me covering some old Genesis tune off a nursery crime from like 1972 or something. But, uh, so I haven't given up on that. I don't there know. There you go. I don't know if well, I'd put it in the other song, you know, bootleg from Credence or something, which you got your two chord songs, your three chord songs and, then you got your creative songs that really don't have a chord. You know, it's just a, <laughs> it's just like a riff, and then there's a series of chords. He does a, you know, a quick, a quick change between like, uh, like five chords in the middle as a bridge. But, yeah. yeah, but hey, Robbie, here's what we can do. Okay, I ended the poll for the color of the guitar because purple was, was winning, totally winning. So it looks like purple is the color. Purple. So it looks like a purple. It looks like a purple Ned guitar is is, uh, is a purple Ned want. guitar with tasteful black striping <laughs> from uh, Amanda. How does that? We can that'd do be, that. That'd be awesome. That'd it doesn't have awesome. to be striped to death. You know, it's not like you're going to infringe any copyrights because you can put this the stripes at like the different angles and stuff. You know, so it's not exact, so you won't get any problems because Johnny, you know. Johnny is kind of a, you know, celebrity here. What we really need to do and set up, and I will pull my weight from Kramer's end, is do a remake of the Neptune, but without Edward Van Halen. So we have to go to the shop 
we have to spray a body. Ah. <laughs> Do a show where we go in <laughs> and we build one guitar there. Oh, oh so you're going to kind, of, kind of fake them out to spray it? Yeah. And then I will. Pretend. You're going to have to go back in. You're going to have to go back in and clear it unless you can clear it at home. I mean, yeah, I could. Because you got to do you got to do your artist work first, and then clear on top of that, correct? Unless I come up with a, unless we do, not those stripes, and we do something else that hasn't been thought of. Ghost stripes sound even better, you know, and maybe not even black. Maybe a different color of purple, like a flip flop kind of purple thing. What I mm -hmm. want to do is I want to. This is personally what I want to do is do like a full blown bird kind of eagle and then do one with the lion because they used a lion and they used the eagle for, I think that was both for 1980 and then 1984. For 84. Yeah. 82. The lion was 82. Oh, the right, lion right. was diver down 82. Yes. The, the eagle was 84. That's um, what you're going to have. So you're going to have to have, instead of the lion or the eagle, you've got to have Ned. And then we have Ned. There, it, we release it as a set of three. We have Ned, we have the lion, and we have the bird. <laughs> I'm going to try to try my hardest to get that Wolfgang Net to play as good as these necks that I'm like really loving from ESP. It might take a while. Are It'll they newer ones or older ones? Uh, well, he's got... Johnny's got the Wolfgang neck. Uh, I think he said it was made in Japan. Okay. That's going on his guitar. Oh, no, I meant for the Kramer. Are these like newer necks or the older necks? Oh, the Kramer's I built? Yeah, it's only from 79 to okay. 84 with, uh, with the ESP non-tilts. And then probably from late 84 and 85 with the tilted Lacido necks from, from Canada. Now, you might get a transition neck from ESP that's tilted, mm -hmm. that, you know, experimental, that they, they might have put on a guitar here or there. I've got a couple of those. But, uh, you know, the sports necks, I couldn't do it. I mean, the, the sports necks from 84, I could, not get the, I could not get the strings down on those frets no matter what I did. And I will redress a neck instead of adjusting a truss rod. Okay, if the neck isn't playing right, I will keep it straight and I will redress it. Of course, back bowing it first, you know, and, mm -hmm. and sanding it that way. And, uh, and and I will do that before I turn a truss rod. But on the sports neck, I had to actually turn the truss rod to get the to get the buzz out the last fret when, when you play an F. And to me, that's like that. I don't even like to touch it because I'm like, I'm going to ruin this whole thing. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm opting for the body. <laughs> I'll let someone else do this. Don't even want too afraid. Too well, that's going to be a big breakthrough moment for me. If I can get this uh, Wolfgang neck to play, like I get these ESPs to play, that's what I'm going after. And if I've got to dress it four or five times, I'm going to do it. Yeah. But I'm going to make it work because Johnny's awesome and you're going to do all this awesome work to it and it's going to so be it's going to be like the coolest uh wolfie ever it, yeah if it's going to have ned and then purple it, it's, <laughs> it's going to be something no one's ever done 
Yeah, Ned in purple and whatever you're going to do. Yeah, look at that. Look there at he that. Is. I love Ned. Ned in purple. Oh, so Ned, Ned's cute. awesome. Oh, yeah, look, it's purple in the background there. Yeah. Look at that. He's, Chris, you said I have patterns and colors going through my mind. I am have the disease of wanting to do everything to a guitar, like constantly coming up with ideas. And I've had the bug now for the past two years, going on three years. Um, the the one project that was my first idea that I came up with over COVID lockdown um, is actually what I'm doing with a my Brian May uh, that I have my red special um and it, it of course it had to be the brian may red special that i put it in because it's space related and what better to do it with than a brian may who's an astrophysicist who's also hey. part of fleet all right here's a question yeah. out of all the queen albums what what do you think was their best song what's your favorite Ooh. I have, I can't pick one. I really can't. Obviously, uh, Night at the Opera, that's going to be my favorite album. Um, I really love um, Love of My Life. I think that's probably going to be one of my top. If not, it's like tied with Bohemian Rhapsody. But I really love a lot of those songs that are on that record. Death on Two Legs is such a incredible Yes, Death so on Two Legs. Legs. I, I think that's one of the best. I love I'm in Love with My Car, too. I think. Oh, that, me too, yeah. Those are like the old queen. It, like, like off the first album, you had, uh, you know, Keep Yourself Alive and Liar, mm -hmm. you know. And I thought that was a really good, hard-edged queen sound. And then the second queen, so queen album, was kind of soft, but the third Queen album, Sheer Heart Attack, yeah. uh, Tenement Funster is is outrageous. I just love that song, you know, and uh, I, I like uh, In a Lap of the Gods, the, the first one, where he's just singing all that crazy stuff, and uh, I really like the hard edge that they had at one time. That's where I am on it. Did either of you ever see Queen live? Just curious. No, I never did. No, it's a skateboard to it, though. There you go, more skateboard. <laughs> My yeah, dad, I was really saw them in '80, and he photographed them in '80, and his just the photos look incredible. Like I could only imagine being there. Um, I had no idea that Brian worked with Edward Van Halen until maybe like a year or two ago, and someone mentioned starfleet to me and i was like what they're like you're like starfleet because you're brian may and edward van halen and then i looked into it <laughs> it's it's mm -hmm. so funny i love it it's so cool <laughs> i had no idea it existed so i'm putting like a light up moon in this um and this is like the first official prototype so it's got a light up moon um fiber optics in it um, and then it's got a special effect that I'm creating right now. Um, trying to come up with a design. I've been thinking about it in my head for the past couple months, but it like plugs into these boots that light up. So it's I mean, Brian, Brian May, Brian May was a, was, was kind of, was really a heavy metal guitarist, especially in the old days, you know, like Brighton rocks and stuff like that. And, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, and then, 
the guitar that him and his dad built is like the neck is so big. It's 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 not comfortable to play at all. You, you've got to give the guy a lot of credit for doing all he did on that actual guitar. You know, I, I certainly couldn't. You know. I mean, he built that guitar with his dad. He designed that guitar. And it's very interesting. Brian is so similar to Edward Van Halen because he wanted a cross between a Strat and a Les Paul. And that's what the Wolfgang is. So I, I find it very interesting that they, they're they so similar, mm. but they're just like opposite ends of the world. And it's incredible. Well, then you got the Ripley wiring too, which is basically the yeah. same thing as Brian Le Byron May did. You know, so, yes. and of course, Johnny actually has a Ripley. That's cool. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Brian, well, Brian's big guy was Rory Gallagher, and he was just a monster on the Strat. I personally love Rory Gallagher. I came up with the idea for this prototype listening to Rory Gallagher. So I'm a huge fan. And that's where he gets the treble booster and the AC Vox 30. Um, he met Rory when he was really young and I guess was asking him, like, what do you use? So of course he's gonna be grow up to be a little bit of a monster and a oh, I, I rock guitar player. Because I'm gonna tell you something. Yeah. I'm gonna show you something, Amanda. You ready for this? I'm ready. Can the you see governor? that? Is that the governor pedal? That's a governor <gasps> from uh, from nineteen ninety from England. You know how much I love Gary Moore. Yeah, and uh, I actually have two of those. I have a, I have a backup just in, uh, just in case. There we go. There problems with my camera, but I'm back. I'll, I'll show off one more thing. I was so excited. I I wasn't sure if how I was gonna feel about this guitar when I got it. And it turns out to be probably my favorite guitar I've ever owned. Mind you, I haven't gotten a Wolfgang yet, but um, this is what's going to become a prototype oh, body. Wow. So I, I, I do have to strip it down, sadly, and I feel like I should put myself in jail for that because it looks so beautiful. <laughs> and I feel like I'm doing something so wrong, and I'm probably going to have to write like a very lengthy apology letter to Brian May himself. I'm so sorry. This is beautiful. But yeah, this I love this guitar. It's sound the resonance on this is incredible. And this is just the lower budget model. But uh everyone over at Brian May Guitars, the whole team, that's another team that's one of one of the most incredible group of people. Uh Barry Morehouse, Gil Morehouse, I think, is over there. Um yeah, everyone I've talked to is involved with Brian May. So, so cool. And they also all love Edward Van Halen, of course. So it's always nice to talk to those people. And That's great, Amanda. What a, what a great what a great guitar, man. I, I love that thing. Like, as much as I love Edward Van Halen, I can't lie that I really, really love that thing. If I could have an original 84 Kramer, like the straight one, I would definitely have the two together. So, <laughs> I, I'm working on something right now. I haven't finished it, but I have to like paint over all of this. But I was doing this is for TrueFi. This hasn't come out yet, but it's kind of like a copy of a my own take on like the Queen album because he likes tribute pedals, and I, oh, I wow. do a lot of like tribute stuff for him. So I, 
You mentioned Jimmy Page, and I have to paint the red on this. But I'm doing like his pants, if you know his pants. So. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. I don't have all of the pedal casings in here. They must be out on the table outside because I'm working on it. But I'm doing like a whole Pink Floyd run, um, and so there's going to be like multiple different versions of their albums, like my take on it. So I have oh, to like kind of cool. do it a little bit different so they don't sue me. <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but he likes he likes the tribute pedal, so I, I try to appease Teddy and do what he wants me to do. Well, I mean, you have to. You have to take your hat off to to Jimmy Page too, because when Bonham died, that was it for the band. Yeah, yeah, that much respect for that, and uh, you know, I think in some ways it's kind of like Van Halen, where you know he's gone, and you know, I don't think uh, Wolf wants anything to do with any of this tribute stuff, and uh, because he's doing his own thing, he doesn't want to hear about that. He doesn't want to play his dad's piano to do his own thing. And I think it's really important to him. And I think we should all like totally respect that. You know, people say, well, most should play his dad stuff. Just look at Hank Williams and Hank Williams Jr. And what Hank Williams' wife made Jr. go through all those years playing all those Hank Williams songs until he got it old enough to say, I'm not doing that anymore. And he finally got away from it. You know, and uh, I, I think that in, in many cases, it, Wolfie's benefiting from not having do that because you know his his uh his mom's not gonna put up with anything but you know anybody says any kind of even, even sniffs the wrong way around yes. wolf, she's gonna pounce so you know and, and and wolf was the best thing that ever happened it, it was he thought like the absolute world of him and that was like his whole like accomplishment in his life personally, you know, it's so not like, yeah. yeah, not fame, not fortune, not what he's accomplished, not trying to redo something. It was, you know, it was really all about him. And, that, and, and Wolf kind of pulled him out of like the depths that he was going into. Yeah. yeah. He, he saw things more clearly. And uh, I've never, I never had a kid. You know, if I, if I were able to tell him what accomplishments he made in life, if he ever had any doubts, I would say, you know, you had a son and he's terrific and that's bigger than anything else, you know, oh, yeah. you could do. So we got to respect Wolf. We got to support him. We got to, and we can't be all, you know, grumpy old men like I'm a grumpy. But, he's uh, a great guitar player. He's so good. He blew me away when I watched the Taylor Hawkins tribute show. And oh yeah, and the thing was, he played it. it. He played it the way that that uh, Edward used to play it. Yes. He didn't play it like with his hand in one place and does you know like this. He was all over the neck yeah. doing it the old style way, or even on fire. I never saw on fire played like that since I saw Ed play it in the factory when I was there. And he played the old kind of way. That's the way I always played it. I thought it was wrong. Because you go on YouTube and he's like, well, he's doing it like this or he's doing it like that. And I'm like, oh, so I'm doing it wrong? And then I saw I saw Wolf do it and I said, well, maybe I haven't been doing it wrong all these years, you know? <laughs> maybe. Eddie just always wanted you guessing what he was doing. That was the whole point. 
Well, at the factory, he played right in front of us. The only time he turned around, we played. All the times I saw him play was when he was playing beautiful girls, and he turned around when he took the bar up. You know, that was the only time. Everything else, he didn't try to hide nothing from us. And it was funny because we all knew how to do that with the whammy. I mean, mm -hmm. most of the people at the factory knew how to play a lot of, or at least a version of what Edward was doing. There were some people that worked at the factory. They didn't play guitar at all. They didn't, you know, they, they didn't care. Or the other, me and the people I knew, we were all going home and, you know, turning our our fuzz box on really low and, uh, you know, we'd play really low and do stuff and we'd call it like, you know, uh, what was it called? Eddie Van Hamster, we'd call it, <laughs> you know, because it was so cheesy and we were to, we sounded like hamsters because, you know, we weren't getting the sound and we had to be have it low because... You know, our parents were in the next room and stuff. You know, so we had, we had ham, man hamstered quite a bit there. Reading some of these comments. George, yes, I see your comment about Gary Moore and Brian May and Edward Van Halen. I love Gary Moore, um, especially his work with Thin Lizzy and then the solo albums he did. He was so incredibly talented and he, uh, he owned... Greeny, which is one of my favorite, favorite guitar players of all time, Peter Green, um, a Fleetwood Mac. His tone is unbelievable. I really love the use of the reverb that he had, which was a Gibson mm -hmm. into a, a Fender. It sounds great. That combo sounds great. Um, mm -hmm. And then Breathe the Sign Guy, you asked, what kind of Kramer do I play? Um, the Kramer I'm working on right now is actually like a Focus... 211s um but i really like the berettas and uh, the 1984 body guitars those are great so what would you want on your 1984 uh, seeing as i might be able to acquire one uh what's your favorite wood to play out Ooh, i love ash bodies um uh, but i honestly yeah, ash I isn't going to happen on a crane keep going <laughs> any, in that case anything you can get I love maple necks but I also love rosewood necks um, those are my two I mean those are the two basic options but I typically play rosewood um, but I've been getting more into maple necks the brighter tones that you get out of it um, yeah I like all the Brazilian stuff, but that's hard to get now. So. Yeah, Alder would probably be your best bet. You might have to go into 85 with the body, and then finding the neck's a whole different thing. You could find the neck eventually. You know, they're a little harder to get. I'll get someone to sell me an original one. Like I'll convince them. I'll be like, are you really a fan? Think about it. <laughs> Who's more of a fan, me or you? And then they'll tell it to me. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. I'll convince them. Well, I'm you could you could kind of you could kind of cheese out, and if you get a uh, a Gibson mahogany Beretta from 2018 to the beginning of 2020, those have the two or three sixteenths neck pocket. So you could use that as a body 
and put your focus all to finding a, you know, like an 85 Lacido neck or something. That's still, you could still find that, you know, or somehow find the non-tilt ESP. That's the, that's the really good one, you know. I'm going to find the good one. It's me. Like, I have, people always comment on it that I have the most rare petals ever. And they're like, how do you find this? <laughs> Um, but Michigan honestly was an incredible place during COVID lockdown and everyone was selling their stuff. And it was like this one, uh, church found a bunch of like fifties Gibsons in the basement. And then they sold hmm. me like a really old Ampex mixer and I saved that. And it was like all original, all everything still inside, which is so rare. And they're so sought after. Ended up actually selling it, Allie and AJ, when they were recording at Sunset Sound. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's but, cool. Like, I, I know I they are, yeah. This thing, yeah, this thing I love rare. If it's rare, I'm going to find it. <laughs> I'm going to probably buy it, too. I've had so many, like, filtered through Mutron pedals. I have a lot of the really early Maestro pedals, um, like the Fuzz Tone I showed you, Johnny. Um, and I love the PS1A, which is the phase shifter pedal. Led Zeppelin used it. Alex Lifeson from Rush used it. Ernie Isley used it. Um, I really love those early pedals. And they're rare. Um, especially the Mutron pedals are very hard to find. But I find mm -hmm. them. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can find that, you can get a, you can get a banana, even if it is a Lacido tilted. I'll That's get it. That's my I'm second. Gonna a, I'm gonna find a striped, striped one. <laughs> yes. This question where it says fifty Gibson, fifties Gibsons question marks. Yes. But by the time I got there, he's like, "Oh, we already sold them all off." And I bought the mixer for like a hundred and fifty dollars. So I have no idea how much he was selling those Gibsons for. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you have? Do you have any more? And he's like, "No." We they sold out immediately. I'm like, yeah, but wonder why. So, it stuff like that exists in Michigan, and it just pops up. It's incredible. It, that's uh, like, without the internet, I never would have found any. Facebook Marketplace. Now everyone's gonna get on Facebook Marketplace and yeah. like scrounge Michigan. I gave away my secrets. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I found most of my stuff on e eBay and Reverb, but like back then when COVID was going, people were selling stuff, and they didn't know what it was, and I did, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, oh yeah, I want that, but it's damaged. And it's old. I send it to me. I want this. <laughs> I I filtered through so many parts and everything that at this point I'm like I'm turning into Edward Van Halen and there's there's now necks everywhere and there's bodies everywhere. I just need to get a full guitar. It's gonna get <laughs> a lot of hand. I'm gonna have pickups all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, huh? oh, no. You're from Michigan. Me? Like like that the Bree Bry the sign sign guy. It's from Michigan. Oh, nice. Where are you from? I want to see where he's from. There's so many Michigan people in here. That's weird. I just like attracted them like a magnet. <laughs> they were like, Michigan. <laughs> where? 
nice. Hey, G. What's up, you guys? Well, I'm glad I finally, glad I finally came to life there. And, uh, you know, being old and grumpy and all. Uh huh. Talking pirate. Uh huh. I went to cool. a house last night in Beverly Hills, and that was like the equivalent of a pirate house. There was just like pirate stuff everywhere. <laughs> oh man! I also went to a school, and our mascot was pirates. So. Mm -hmm. I'm also a pirate. Surprise. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> I, own, I own a boat. I am a pirate. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I don't have any seaworthy vessels. <laughs> I, I, I do occasionally. I do occasionally. Can you do the beat, next I, show from a boat? Is that what well, we're doing? Well, I, I do. I do occasionally beach myself like a whale. Though. Okay. <laughs> hey, we have we have the ocean out here. Yeah. Well, this we is Oklahoma. The... We don't have an ocean in Oklahoma. <laughs> we got the ocean here too. There you go. You're north, Bree. I was living in Dearborn. I was living like five minutes down the street from the Henry Ford Museum. Um. I was working at the Henry Ford Museum before I moved out here. So cool. Cool. We're in the same area for like a year. And then Chris, you said music craft are amazing. Yes. Doesn't Steve Smith run that? Scott Smith. Scott Smith. That's right. So, thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Yes. He's so nice. We follow each other on Instagram and he's, he's such a cool guy. Yeah. I met him at, at uh, NAMM. Well, actually, we've known of each other for like 20 years, but mm -hmm. we finally actually met uh, a few years ago at the NAMM show. Yes. Yeah, awesome I, I've dude. chatted with him just a little bit here and there uh, online, and he's probably like, how do you know all this stuff <laughs> about mm -hmm. Edward Van Halen? Like, what? Yeah. He's the guy, Scott Smith. Um like when when uh, the internet first kind of started, you know, twenty you know twenty something years ago, the photos of like his like Van Halen co collection got online, and everybody yeah. thought it was actually Eddie's actual guitars, but it it wasn't. It was it was Scott Smith's guitars. I hear so. that all the time, but I heard that he did do a guitar for Eddie. Like he did one. He did. He did a Rasta. Yes. And he gave it to Edward uh, in 2015. Mm -hmm. So so there was a photo of Scott and our friend Adam from Tone with the... Uh, let's see, can we find this photo really quickly? Is that, is that possible? <laughs> yeah, and you can actually see that guitar like it in Wolfgang's video. Wolfgang did a video oh. at 5150 when he walks into the studio and the other Wolfgangs are in there. You see that Rasta hanging there on the wall. That Scott Smith made that. That's so cool. That one. Uh, let's see if I can find that photo really quickly. If it's possible to find it. What? Oh, here it is. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, this this is the uh, this this is the uh, the guitar. 
you got Scott, you got Edward, and you got Adam. That's so right cool. Right there. Yeah, and that's that's the guitar. That's the, the Rasta that he gave Edward. Yeah, sorry it's blurry, but but yeah, you can see that guitar in the uh one of Wolfgang's videos at fifty one fifty. There we go. There we go. Yeah, so that's a replica. That's a replica. Not no, there are right there. Yeah, sorry it's blurry, but yeah, go to you can you can go to FU Tones uh page, you can go to Scott's page. And see that. Yeah, Scott's an awesome dude. And yeah, yeah, Music Craft yeah. is his company. Yeah. And yeah, Mike Olson, yeah, Dweezil Zappa owns the original one, I guess. That's what I thought. Hey, you know, uh, FU Toad has some pretty cool decks too. They they make a large banana out of their company there in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. They got like 13 employees that work at the Boogie Bodies that Adam had started back up. And uh, they make a really good neck, totally unfinished, not till large banana, you know, with the maple fretboard. And he charges like, I think I must have paid, I don't know, 269 or something for it. So, you know, that that's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a good neck. They even, uh, well, in my case, they tried to dress it, you know, me. Uh, <laughs> I redo everything, but I can't. I can't actually touch the neck yet because there's no finish. But Marty Bell has a a coating that he uses on on unfinished necks that's unbelievable. So I'm gonna have to wear the plastic gloves on the pre-assembly on that guitar, and then send it to him in the, the plastic to make sure it doesn't get any you know dirt on it before he can put the the coating on there. Mm -hmm. So all intricate work. Do you do you still work with Marty Bell? Like is I, that is that what you're doing right now? He's, he's cleared me. He's cleared me on this uh, pay job for that. That's he cleared cool. me on the pay job for another fifty one fifty, and that's the music craft body, and that uh, you know Adam Adam's neck. But I haven't. I have a problem because I'm used to working with 45 year old ancient wood, and that's what that's what really inspires me. You know, to get something you pay, you know, you pay $900 for a neck, and you gotta like drill uh, holes for the locking nut to mount from the back and countersink them, and you know, you got I got my hand drill, and you know, it's just like, oh, I love. I live for that. And you can screw it up in a second, but my God, I'm going for it. I'll get it you have more guts than I do. I couldn't do that. Well, I've been nothing guitars for so long, you know. And it, it's like the Floyd, the Floyd drills too, because I don't use inserts. It has to be the wood screw. And, and as long as you start yeah. with the, the small, small drill bits and work your way up. And check and make sure you're you're straight going in with each size, and then you leave the hole just a little bit smaller because it is a wood screw, and then you screw it in by hand. You know, mm -hmm. that's how I do it. Unless the I did a Vanguard, it took me five years to build a Vanguard. It took me that long to find a Poplar Vanguard body, 
they only made it for two years in that shape, like the Randy Rhodes style shape, right? And uh, that one has a, a super tight neck pocket. And it fits in there so tight. When I put the neck on there and I bolted it on and I lined up the Floyd, the, the, the studs didn't line up. So you got two things you could do. You could file the, the neck pocket so you could move the neck a little bit to line the strings. Well, I'm not going to do that. Not with a super tight neck pocket in one of those guitars because they usually had to put shims in the neck pocket on the sides to stop it from moving back and forth. I, f I filled, doweled, glued, filled those holes, sanded them, sanded them level, and re-drilled them. And it all because the neck, the neck has an angle, like the body comes in and the neck backs goes back a bit. So the Floyd has to go straight to the neck, not to the body. So I actually drilled both holes at an angle so the studs go in parallel with the neck. So the Floyd is and the strings are straight yeah. across. Yeah, like that. And I pull that off. I wait. I wait for days that I feel very good to do that. I do. It's like a vacation day. I don't try. I will. I don't think I could ever install Floyd Rose, let alone like probably properly use it over my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very nervous about about installing one of those. Yeah, I love gotta, it. Man. It's the whole thing. You got to get the. The dimensions, like right on oh, yeah. when doing yeah. that. Well, that's one of the things Kramer did wrong. They had a template for the body, and they wanted to take the body and drill and, and, and route everything on the body using his template. But the template wasn't perfect. It could move a little bit. And that's why they had to widen the neck pocket so you could move the, move the neck a little bit to line the strings because it was a little bit off. And if they really want to do quality work doing this, they would have bolted that neck into a really tight neck pocket and laid out where the Floyd goes and then drill the holes and do the route. Mm -hmm. that, that's how I that's how I do it. Although most of mine are already routed. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to take a hand router and try to route out a power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even I'm not that adventurous. So that was like uh, the flaw in the ointment there, you know, for for Kramer guitars, especially if you get the Voyager or the Condor or, or the uh, or the Vanguard. Most of those guitars either they have a loose neck pocket or there's a shim between the side of the neck pocket and the neck heel mm -hmm. on the side of it. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's why I'm so happy with this Vanguard. The, I use it on video, and of course, I have electronics bulbs. I have to go back in there with the soldering iron, find what it is. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things you got to do. So I can't take it to somebody. I want to take it to somebody. You got to kidding me. I bring it to you. We all bring it to you. <laughs> no one else. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if I ever need a Marshall, Marshall governor circuit with the. Uh, you know, with the LED, uh, what do you call it? God, I can't remember. It's the, uh, uh, you know what it is. They use the LED in the circuit, and the circuit is a, I feel like I'm on, you know, 
password here. <laughs> clipping. Hmm. The clipping circuit. Hmm. Yes, the clipping circuit. So many pedals would sound really warm if they had an LED in the clipping circuit, like the like the tube screamer. Yeah. 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 I saw JHS actually take the the ceramic diode out of the clipping circuit and put it in LED diode and it was warm. It sounded just like the owner. I've heard a lot about this, like the difference between that and the LEDs and how it sounds different. Even like different colors. Sometimes people say that adding a different color can change it. Right, yeah. It's as far as I know as far as I know I, I use the white ones. Okay. That's as far cool. as I know. But like Dawn R, man, she knows every different diode there is, what they're used for, every little piece of difference in sound in them. I haven't she, seen her write in the comments. Oh, she's probably going to make it tonight, but uh, oh, I'd really like for you to get in contact with her. She's she's smart as a whip like you are. You know, you guys would just get along like, you know, two peas in a pod. I would love that. I know a few women who work on pedals. One of them owns a page called Get Offset, um, and she's great. She's so knowledgeable about gear. Um, I really like her stuff. She has a YouTube channel. It's just Dawn R. Okay. And you could probably leave comments on one of her videos if she get back to you. I'll Tell her I sent you. I will. Yeah. Me being a celebrity, I am. When I'm not <laughs> gonging people. Yeah. I read this comment <laughs> from Chris where he, you're asking me to learn, I'm assuming, more about Floyd Roses. And my response is, I design guitars. <laughs> <laughs> I paint on them. <laughs> I don't have to. I mean, I can. But that's where I opt out. <laughs> it gets technical and I run. Hey, I was bored with a locking nut in my hand I had a Floyd Rose bridge under my knee when I, when I was bored. I can't remember if it was there or I was actually biting onto it. But, you know, all this stuff, is there hard to set up, this or that, whatever? And to me, it's like, it's not a problem for me. You know, hell, I had one in 82. I got it from a guy that worked at the factory before anybody had him. Mm -hmm. That was Bill Isaacson was building me the custom guitar. I knew a guy that worked at Kramer, and he knew Bill, and Bill knew another guy. I don't remember who it was. Drove up to my house with this Floyd Rose Bridge in 1982. And that and the locking gun. And I, he said, yeah, uh, I bought it from, from Kramer. That wasn't quite true, but it took me like 35 years to find that out. When I rebuilt the guitar and I took the Floyd apart, the B saddle was always high. The string was always high. That's because it was a middle saddle. You know, they, they mark them no marks on the middle. Then you got one mark for the, you know, for, for the A and the uh, the B strings. And then yeah. both E strings are two marks on them. And that's where they go. And this was in the wrong, wrong order. And I knew right away that the guy had probably, you know, lifted it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so when you clean your your uh, your Floyd Rose or whatever, when you take it apart, keep everything in line. Like, don't mix up the the saddles. But you know, the older Floyds were marked that way, and then they had like they, you know, they lost the contract. 
with Kramer. And, uh, you know, Floyd sued him. He left in 88 with Eddie because they wouldn't play any royalties. And uh, finally, uh, Fender took him over in 91 when uh, Floyd went to, to Fender. And that's when they came out with the Floyd Rose 2. And wow. they changed the markings where it was like uh, the two was on the on the inner saddle and one was on the east saddle. And they put little little circle marks that with twos on them or, or two little dots on there. That's when you know you got, you know, bogus, bogus saddles, you know. They will still work, you know. They do work. I guess it's just a, a thing where, you know, I want it to be right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Arg. <laughs> Arg, indeed. Cheech. I don't, you said, what are some of Amanda's designs? Um, it's really just whatever people ask me to do. Um, so I first really started doing designs with True Five pedals. Um, and I did a few different runs with him. And then I'm doing the run with him now, which is all tribute work. So like Pink Floyd stuff, Jimmy Page. Um, in the past I did David Bowie and then I did like a three headed tiger. Um, I've done multiple stuff for him. Um, so that, and then I've done my own pedals in the past. The first one I ever did was a tribute to Iron Maiden. Um, and then I still have one of them I'm working on right now. I have to like transfer on, but it's, I'm doing the Brian May. And this is the this was this pedal that I was working on. I think I showed, um, and it's mm -hmm. the treble booster. So I'm doing the. I have to paint on the robot there. So oh, I've wow. done that, and then I'm doing. I'd have to go grab it, um, but I have a dev. I have a picture of it. I can show because um, it's in the other room right now. Um, but I'm painting a dev on a '97 Fender Strat. So this guy had bought it and then I guess wanted it gray. And so we just put a horrible primer on it. You ruined the guitar. <laughs> so I was like, mm. okay, I'll save it. And because he repainted it, he only wanted like $200 or something for it. So I was like, I'll buy it. That's a nineties Fender. That's incredible. That's like a Dan Smith era. Um, so I decided to save it and um, I start, I, started painting on it not too long ago. Let me upload the picture. Um, I, I, I do a lot of different stuff. I did a, I do gifts for my friends. That's like a very Edward Van Halen thing to do. Um, and that's what I, that's how I really got into this is just like, I don't know. I just want to build for my friends because I'm bored. <laughs> so I've done mm -hmm. a, I did a pedal for, um, I didn't build it. I just, painted it but I did a pedal for my friend Yvette Young who's in a band called Covet which does a lot of that like sapping stuff I don't know if you've ever seen her uh, she's great um, and yeah I did I did a pedal for her not too long ago and that That's that awesome. you want to talk about doing that like Edward Van Halen style I was in my backyard like one day it was raining and I'm just like trying <laughs> trying to spray paint on a can and it was just a disaster um I don't know if you can see this 
or how well you can see. I'll put it on my Instagram and then um, the cool. you can it here. I'll, I'll try to, I'm hard, it's hard because I'm getting a glare, but I'm doing a full dove on the front and there's going to be flowers. Then there's going to be flowers on the back. Um, and it's a, it's a tribute to my friend. Um, so a few of my friends really on the Jeff Strat. So I, I thought I would do that because Kramer's going to owe me soon. So I was like, I want to be able to do one fender in my life. So <laughs> <laughs> just one, just one. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, yeah, Janice. Yeah. Laz is going to be live in 20 minutes from the whiskey. So we're going to send anybody that's here. I'm going to send you guys over there. So you can join Laz and, and, uh, octopus ears. They'll be watching, uh, watching, uh, Dane and his band. Yes. Someone down here says he bet in her trip of diving is. Yeah. She's got the cool, like metallic, uh, Tallman Ibanezes. She's great. Oh, cool. Oh, those are yeah. great. She's got like her, she's got two signatures through Ibanez. Uh, they're really cool. Yeah. I'm trying to catch up on some of these. Yeah. By the way, smash that thumbs up, you guys. Smash those, those thumbs. And I, yeah. Brie, I don't work on my graphics in Photoshop. I'm very old school. So I, if I'm like painting a dove, I'll look up reference photos of doves and then I just kind of draw it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I go from there and I work around it. I'm very old school. Very, very old school. That's cool. Gary. Welcome, Gary. Cheech. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You won. Yeah. We spun like like an hour ago. <laughs> Almost two hours ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All you got to do, you can just text. Text that phone number on the screen there. You can just the text me. Text where to send. Wow. Fender. Yes. Fender was incredible in the 80s and the 90s. That was the Dan Smith era. Um, so when Leo Fender left and sold it to CBS, obviously product quality went way down but then when they brought in dance from Yamaha, um he completely turned that entire company around I mean, a, I mean unfortunately he's no longer with us but that man was incredible absolute legend i never met him i only know about him through his son jason and of course mm. obviously other stories of people who worked at fender um with dan yeah, he's those 90s and those 80s Fenders, even into the 2000s, are really, really good guitars. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, Kramer knew. Kramer also knew. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm with Kramer. <laughs> this is why. Yes. Kramer is number one on my list. <laughs> Well, I may. I like together. 
They're going to, like, come after me. They'll be like, you said Fender, like, seven times. Oh. <laughs> retract this video. Oh, no. no, no the no, podcast, no. too. No, it's totally cool. I honestly, everyone who has bought me stuff at Fender, yeah. They'll be like, you said Brian May, too? No. No. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> no, I I've talked JC up as a CEO enough. He's he's seriously the nicest guy. Like, I don't know what the CEO is like at Ibanez. I haven't really dealt with them. Um, but in terms of like the big names, like you would never guess he's a CEO. He's just like a dude. He's like, oh man, like I did you did you hear about how I took like Lizzie to this Lizzie Hale? from hailstorm like i guess they went to like some hockey game he's like yeah we're just like mm-hmm. hanging out and beers and like he's just like a normal dude canadian just great guy i love that guy um but i will say that i mean my the time that i spent working on stuff with fender in the shop there was there's a lot of builders there that are just like really really incredible people and they teach you whatever you want to know and they'll answer questions all day long and they're mm-hmm. great i love them i've never met yuri shishkov though and he's like the one person i want to meet but i just feel like he only appears randomly <laughs> like he's the guy who puts all the diamonds and all the guitars and he's just like only appears hmm. once in a while and when he does, he's like, I put like a hundred and or like a thousand and seven diamonds in this guitar. And it's just like he always outdoes himself with diamonds and it's incredible. <laughs> so I expect his next guitar to have like 384 diamonds <laughs> and like all done by hand. And we'll see him in like seven years. It's just <laughs> <laughs> they do have some really, they have some cool builders, but wow. Yuri Shishkov is like way up there for me. He's one of the top, one of the top ones. Yeah, oh, I love. Cool. He did this like Stradivarius um, Telecaster that was out of like the wood that they used, like from the Stradivarius forest or something like that. Um, it was like wood that they were actually using for those violins. It's like a protected uh-huh. uh, area, and yeah, so he he did these like violin masters, and I held one. Oh my god, it was so incredible. And I was just like I felt like <laughs> I shouldn't be holding it, but I've never met him, but he's on he's up there with Chip Ellis of like the two builders I absolutely want to meet. He's a genius. Um he does everything from what I know, like everything is by hand. So meticulous. Um to be setting diamonds in guitars, like you have to be very, very skilled to do that. And I know he does a lot of his inlay completely by hand. Um, so, and he did, I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was like the pinball guitar that lit up. Did you, have you seen this? Um, was it it's a now? custom shop one and they had like a matching amp to go with it. Was it? It was an amp oh. and a Telecaster and the Telecaster lit up. It's so cool. And he like designed all of that. It was pinball? LEDs. So when I saw that. Pinball telecaster? Yeah, it was like the pinball telecaster. Or like pinball wizard telecaster. I don't know if that's what they finally called Uh, it. Oh, oh, there it is. 
Yeah, the the wizard. Yeah, and it completely lights up, and it's so cool. And when I saw that, I was like, I can definitely do this thing with Brian May. If Yuri Shishkov, that man started in a root cellar in Russia. If that man <laughs> can put diamonds in a guitar and LEDs, I can do anything. That's the telly. Yeah. Right the there. most incredible guitar ever. It's so cool. Wait, it has working parts and stuff? Look at that. Yes. Yeah. They literally took this really old pinball machine. Look. And redid, he repurposed everything. I thought it was the most genius idea. Completely repurposed. What I, That's what I love is when people repurpose things. Wow. And it lights up. Oh, that's great. It really lights up and stuff? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, it totally, you should check out the videos. Oh. It's so cool. I, I see a photo, fo- there's a photo of it lit up. Yeah, yeah, isn't that cool? It's so cool. So it's the pinball, basically, like like the top you'd, you'd be playing on, but it's... The, on the guitar yeah and then there's a matching amp that goes with it and then i know that they also did like a stained glass telecaster that lit up that was there they couldn't sell it for some reason but i i can't remember who built that i don't know if it was paul waller or dennis or dale i'm not i'm not really sure but I've mm-hmm. seen that one, and that one's awesome. John Five, I think, played it once. But they do they do some really cool stuff over there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I go to the Nam show, yeah. That's I'm like did. Kramer. It's time to step up your game. Where's the LED? <laughs> <laughs> the LED guitar. It's 2022. Where are the LEDs, man? Yeah. <laughs> that's where i get some of my inspiration is just like seeing the really cool stuff that mm-hmm. comes out and then i start thinking about like what can i do that's completely new and different um yeah it's it's really cool gibson has been coming out with uh Henrichison. is that it I, I i've seen him pop up once but he like carves all those gibson les pauls in the custom shop have you seen hmm. that? Uh, let's see. What, what, what's his name? Let me let me look this up. Um, I saw they voted him, and he carves uh, Les Pauls, and he's really cool, and he's a very good artist. And so I've just been like really, <laughs> kind of pulling from like Yuri Shishkov these ideas. Like, mind you, they're my own ideas, but. Like, get a lot of inspiration looking at him and uh let me look this up hmm some cool this is some crazy stuff let's see yeah i'm seeing some stuff i I don't know if any of this Mm -hmm. is that but this is the future of kramer though (laughs) is the crazy ideas they're gonna set me free and let me do whatever i want then I'm gonna come oh, up yes. with some really cool stuff. That's gonna be awesome. Saying like you can you can do stuff that's basically <laughs> like a tribute to the 1982 lion and a tribute to that mm-hmm. that eagle. Or, or the the twenty yeah. the 2022 Ned. The 2022 <laughs> Ned. Stripes. There we go. There purple Beretta. Purple with stripes. Ned stripes. Am I going to paint the eyes? 
Is it gonna have the eyes like the full mad green eyes? This is what's happening. Oh my god, it's gonna be the coolest guitar. Everyone's gonna want it. I'm telling you. I believe it. I mean, Ned is the coolest. I'm glad to be a part of this. I'm like, listen, the shoes are the new thing. This is gonna be the new thing. (laughs) Hey, Mike Olson. Tabby Stripe model. Gary, yes. <laughs> Ricky Henrichison. I hope I pronounce his name correctly. But he is the master he is the, he is a master artesian collective. Him and Leo Scala. Leo Scala is really good too. But Ricky is a really great artist. And I've really been getting into his stuff. Mm-hmm. Super good. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, robot. Hey, man. Good to see you. Kramer has the snake saber. Yeah, I played one of those. It was guitar was awesome. And the two Karate Kid themed ones. Wild paint jobs seem to work on Kramer's. Yeah, the, all all those new the, those new paint jobs that are out there are really cool. What was the other one that I that I played recently? The uh, um, Danger Zone. The Dan was it? Yeah, Danger. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah. That's a really cool. That's really a cool, cool graphic. Those are just like yeah, the graphics are rolling out. Someone yeah. asked. Wait. Yay for yes, yay Canadians. <laughs> you guys are cool. <laughs> and Cheech, you asked, Am I a guitar player? Yes, I started playing guitar when I was 11, and I am now 30, so I've been playing for almost 20 years. Wow, I have a band, so really, yes, do you we want to shout out your band, game. huh? Do you guys have we an Instagram? Any. We haven't even recorded. We'll shout out the band when we're <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm trying to get back into a band. It's been a few years. Join our band. This is the band now. Okay. All right. This is the band where, yeah. Uh, and, Rob, something- and Robbie can play gong. On- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, you asked what kind of paint do I use on pedals? Um, I with those, I actually just use like Krylon or something good that I can get at Michael's. And then all of the artwork, I actually use those like testers paints that you use on like car model paints. It's hard mm-hmm. to blend, but it will stay longer on the pedal and survive it probably being like tossed across the room. Is yeah, that's made by that's made by Rustoleum. Yes. Yeah, I used to build models. I was in a couple model clubs. And I actually got awards at some contests for building plastic models at the. Uh, uh, it's a. Uh, it's like a international model building society. That's so cool. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard though because everybody that builds models, they uh, they think they're the best at it. They don't listen to anybody. 
it was hard for me. And then I, I just started working on guitars because when I finish the guitar, I have something. I can play it. This is it. how I feel about guitars, though. Maybe it I works. should start painting car models. It, it worked, you know, it, it's worth more when I'm done than when I finish. With the plastic model, you, it sits on a, on a, on a shelf and, well, Zora tortures it, you know. You, I'll trade you. I'll just go to cars now. <laughs> I'll start designing those. Gary asked you do airbrushing. Um, I have done airbrushing in the past. There was, I think, something I had to do for, like, Jackson out of the shop that I was working at, which is owned by Fender. Um, I, do I remember what it was that I did? I have no clue. This is two years ago, but I, I, yes, I actually used to decorate cakes. And so I had to use an airbrush for that. Um, so yes, I do. Cake. Oh, cool. so, I can't eat cake, but that sounds good. Share, copy. Yes. Cake. We do. And Gary, yes, we do need more animal print guitars. Thank you. We need more tigers and lions and, and those... we're bringing back the eighties. Snakes. Ned. Ned guitars. By the Ned way, guitar. okay, really quickly, Laz is is live, so I want to send everybody here over to Laz. Before you go, though, really quick, really quick, Amanda, Nancy H had a question like two hours ago. I just oh, saw no. this. Okay. What advice does Amanda have for young people looking to get into guitar painting or shop work? Ooh. That's a really good question. Okay. So my advice to all youngsters out there, anyone out, just know first off, don't create your own limits. Um, know that we do have, we live in a world where we have YouTube and you can look up any form of information on YouTube. Um, from what I do know, a lot of the like master builders, if you contact them on Instagram, even with questions between Gibson and Fender, they'll most likely reach out to you and answer your questions. They're very knowledgeable and they're an incredible resource to gain uh, knowledge on building guitars. Uh, my best bet with anything is get like a junkie wire that someone threw at the wall a million times and then just take a crack at it and just <laughs> if you destroy it no one's gonna get mad at you and like what are you gonna do make it maybe better so i that's how i started was i learned on restoring a squire and i probably turned it into like custom shop quality so honestly do that and then keep pushing yourself um you know i wasn't sure if I this was going to be the industry for me, um, but I just found my niche thing, which was just painting artwork. And before I knew it, I was getting asked by like Fender and Gibson asking me to do work for them. And I'm like, I've only been doing this for like two years. And I started in my basement. I started over COVID and it was like the first day of lockdown and I was at my nightstand, like popping a nut out of a neck with like a hair dryer. And I was like, I'm going to do it. So if you just, have that, <laughs> honestly, we have that like mentality of like, I'm going to do it no matter what and no one can stop me. And mm -hmm. the best thing, especially in this industry is to never give up. 
um, especially as a woman, like it's very hard. There's not many of us. And so it's almost like, it's not everyone, but definitely the higher you get up, it's like that jock mentality of where you're mm. like, you're like new, like we're the names of the industry. It's not everyone. Um, but you know, if you know your stuff, which I've had to learn my stuff, people will respect you um, for having your information and knowing about gear. So honestly, just get like a starter project and then look into like restorations and you will learn everything you've ever wanted to know about fixing a guitar that way when you restore something. Um, and then it'll take you on in terms of painting. Um, that's hard. Uh, look into maybe like working at an auto body shop first and then kind of getting hands-on. I keep recommending to people that they should just start their own brands at this point, like really just start making your own guitars mm -hmm. from home and just mm -hmm. buy parts. Um, it's becoming more of a thing, honestly, than even Fender and Gibson, and I'm seeing a lot of people buying um, guitars that aren't Gibsons and Fenders, so... Yeah, just find, so find the thing that you love. Yeah, find the thing that you love stuff. to do the most with a guitar and then focus on that. That's what I did. Like, I was always good with art. So I just focused on that. And then the next thing I knew was, like, people were asking me for stuff left and right. Um, and I never gave up. I, I really had a very supportive team of people in this industry behind me who wanted to see me succeed, too, and... It, it's all about like if, are if, are you genuine <laughs> do you really want to do this are you very passionate and if that's what you want that's what you'll get so that's my lengthy advice of the music industry <laughs> and guitars <laughs> awesome yeah well, there you go i just texted them that you're answering the question so hopefully they'll they'll see this so, that, that, I, the answer was for you. They asked that like seven hours ago. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no, I just saw it. I just I just saw the oh, okay. it was texted to me. Okay. You guys, you guys, Laz is live from the from the whiskey. Um uh looks like Dane's band is about to go on. So you guys, let's raid Laz's channel. I think this is it. This is this is the um the link right here. So everybody click on that. Say Johnny Bean Raid in Laz's chat. Everybody jump over there. Amanda, great. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Thank you for for uh for for everything. Um Robbie, thank you, man. And, thanks. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. This this has been awesome. And we'll we'll do it again. Do it again. Uh don't hang up, you guys. I'm gonna play the outro. Don't We'll say, we'll say goodbye off off the air. Everybody, rock on. I'll see you guys tomorrow night for Saturday night. And uh, Bye, jump, everybody. Over, jump over to Laz's channel. Everybody, here, here's the link. Everybody go over there. Let's get everybody over there to watch Dane at the Whiskey. Laz, it looks like he's pretty close. So he got pretty close up, so it's pretty good. All right, you guys. Have a good night. Johnny Bean, Johnny Bean TV. Oh, wait. Channel members, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your continued support of this channel. You guys are awesome. All right. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Johnny Bean TV. Bye-bye.